0: dong city time boys this is episode 51 right yeah the little bernie williams bernie williams edition bernie baby williams edition uh, really it's the central edition though and we are going to bring you previews of the al and nl central tonight we have special guest matt nyland how you doing matt Great. Hey. how you doing doing well uh this is also a benchmark episode our first twins fan to make the show uh fortunately we won't be discussing the yankees tonight so you are in the clear matt so we got uh we've got you against your your divisional rivals um i, I
1: give matt some credit too because he's been holding down the twins since day one man he holds yeah. it down hard in the group
0: single-handedly takes <laughs> my abuse no one else gets it it's Just <laughs> Matt. i have to send it somewhere and he's my only option um that's that's also a shout out. If you're a Twins fan, <laughs> just start commenting. Please help Matt out. But we're going to discuss the AL Central. Twins should be very taken very seriously in that scope. Uh, While well, the NL Central and our, our Cubs guest Melvin on later. But for now, we're going to start with the AL Central. If you're just joining us and we're not here last week, we will break it down worst to first from last season. Um, give you our predictions as far as the order of the standings and then switch it over to the NL. And just so you know, going forward, next week we'll cover the AL divisions. And then next Wednesday, we'll actually give our playoff predictions and awards uh, on the eve of opening day. But Matt, before you go tonight, we will ask you for your World Series prediction to just uh, think on that ahead of time. So... Here we go. Let's start it off, and we're going to start off with a a big bang, and since I know, Henry, you are way more gung-ho on them than I am, let's start with the Detroit Tigers. Uh, Finished last year 23-35, and dead last, 12 games out of first. Uh, Mm -hmm. Finished losing 8 out of 10, so I don't think they really gave a shit. Uh, Down the stretch, negative 69 run differential, Gronk approves, and... They were uh, 14 and 27 against teams under 500. So, nothing really going for them last season. You have some optimism for them this season. Why don't you start us off?
1: Yeah, look, they sucked last season. The truth is, they're going to suck this season. They're going to bring up the rear of the division again. But they made a few smart moves, one of them being signing A.J. Hinch. Getting A.J. Hinch back in Detroit, where no one is expecting anything, where there's no media like it is in New York, it's not like it was in Houston. Not The grand stage is out the window now. Everyone knows what happened. He gets a fresh start. He gets it there. They have a ton of young, amazing, fresh talent, man. They have Casey Myers, first of all, which I know we've been hearing about him for years now. Casey Myers is only 23 years old. Then they have Tariq Schoolbooks, 24. Jameer Candelario, first baseman or third baseman, they have to figure that out. He's 27, 26, 27. Isaac Paredes, kid is amazing. They don't know if they're going to play him at second, if they're going to play him at short third whatever no he won't be playing short because their other young stud will castro who's probably one of the most underrated shortstops in baseball is playing shortstop in fact we'll probably be talking about that kid as the next big shortstop in this league in the next couple years he's something special to watch so yeah this year they're gonna suck but i think they they they're coming up you know fast and within the next couple years we'll be talking about the tigers making some noise in this division
0: Matt, what are your thoughts as a Twins fan? Uh, Tigers, are they something to fear now, something to fear later, or you're just not concerned yet?
2: No, nah, not yet. I mean, they got – you forget about Riley Green, though, uh, Matt Manning, another pitcher. Like, pitching-wise, minor leagues between Twins and Tigers, it's not even a contest. Like, the Tigers on paper are better right now on the field. They're just worse. Yeah. I mean, they got Spencer Turnbull, and what says the Yankees guy? Well, he ain't a Yankees guy. With oh, Matthew Boyd. Yeah, like this yeah. is the you know like this is no matter what happens, this is last year he plays for the Tigers. Like trade deadline, more than likely. And call me Yankees guy because I swear that's the only. Team I ever hear he's ever getting traded to, <laughs> yeah, yeah, young lefty that that it's an automatic Yankee rumor. We,
1: we've been after him for a while, but I, I mean, he's already thirty, I believe. I mean,
0: I don't want any part of of that. He,
1: he is what yeah. he is at this point.
0: Yeah, uh they they missed the boat on trading him. To your point, Matt, I completely agree. This is his last season, one way or another. They can't hold on to that much longer. But one of the reasons why is because of that young pitching. uh You guys are absolutely right. First of all, Spencer Turnbull. Rock solid. I mean, I've got no problems with him. You do have Scooble, you have Manning, you have uh, Mize. I mean, this could be a scary rotation in the not so distant future. It takes a little bit longer for pitchers to develop, but their pitchers are a little bit closer to me than a deadly lineup. So, We'll have to see how it plays out. This isn't their year. Next year is probably also not their year. But I think when you're looking at 2023-ish, that's when that window could start to open with a lot of young talent. So I'm with you guys on that. But in terms of 2021, this is the least sexy team in the division, and they are coming in dead last. And I don't think it's going to be particularly interesting to find out whether that's true or not, even with the Royals in it.
2: I mean, at least they got Miguel Cabrera. He's going to hit two milestones this year. He should, yep. Yeah, Maggie Run. is the cool of this, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, he is. That's it.
0: Yeah. Maggie's gonna go for records. I'll probably uh just select that he's not gonna break either one and then they'll break both. So that's how that works. Um so he, he,
1: the, the, yeah. they're gonna finish with 90 plus losses. I mean,
0: yeah, for sure. Elder statesman uh Miguel Cabrera. That's gonna be you know, this is one of those years, this is kind of like you know, 2013, 2014 for a Yankee fan. Like I was Watching the games because we knew Derek Jeter's days were numbered, we knew Rivera and Pettit's days were numbered, but we also knew the team sucked. Yeah. And that's uh that's just what you look for is like it's the end of an era. Miguel Cabrera went to a, a couple world series with them, right? Oh. Um
1: time out, is, time out, yeah. time out. I wanted to see how many years were remaining on Miguel Cabrera's contract. Holy shit, you ready? Yeah, he's getting 32. He's getting 30 million this year, 32 million next year, 32 million in 2023, 30 million in 2024, and 30 million in 2025.
0: Yikes. Why? How is that never mentioned in those contracts? Shit. I mean, Pujols is done, I think we decided after this season, right? Yeah. And then Ellsbury's last trickle is gone after this season so those are both gone Chris Davis I don't think has that many years or that much money left Uh, Miguel Cabrera might be the worst contract in baseball right now
1: you're talking about over 154 million dollars left
0: yeah that's bad that's bad sorry Tigers fans Uh,
1: they may may have to do uh the Brian Cashman special and just straight up buy him out man just release him and eat the money and, and you know put Candelario there
0: yeah, that's that's a release job written all over it. Dong City so. Um
2: he retired before that. Like he he's that personality, like he doesn't want to get shit on for lack of a better term, for sticking around too long and eat up the money. He's one of them guys that I think would just step away and be like, All right, I've done my thing, I've hit my milestones, I've got my money.
1: I get it, was- but you ain't leaving 154 million dollars on the table.
2: <laughs> well, I'm not saying today. I'm saying next year or two. Like he's going to hit his milestones. He's playing until that happens. Like yeah, for sure. So, are I mean, you down for a
1: hot
0: take here? Are you saying Miguel Cabrera is going to retire before his contract ends? Yes. All right. <laughs> Write it down, Rob. That counts.
1: That does count. That's a uh, Dom City counts. prediction. Okay. I'm going to go on record and saying, hell no, he ain't leaving that money on the table.
0: I can see either uh, I, I I don't think it'll be till like 2024 at the earliest. But uh,
1: what, what'll happen is at his age, he's going to get hurt. He won't be able to make the field. He's going to get paid, and the, the insurance company will pay for it. <laughs> Fair enough.
2: <laughs> enough.
1: He won't yeah. play out that contract, but it's oh. he's definitely going to get paid all of his money.
0: Could be one of these. By the way, Brad commenting, You can never see my hands. Uh, it's not because of anything exciting it's i usually am holding something random so i just keep my hands off screen in this case it is uh one of these no reason why it just makes me comfortable Um, how do
1: you think we got the donks any moniker baby
0: (laughs) yeah here's here's the right hand just for proof um anyway that's enough on the tigers they're coming in last i think we're pretty unanimous i mean matt you would agree they were they're repeating last right
1: Yeah, I'm agree. Matt, Matt said, "Yeah, I agree with yeah, you.
0: <laughs> I'm, taking, I'm taking that as a yeah. Um, all right, let's move over to the Royals. They
2: finished fourth. One of like,
1: you guys got to mute yourselves because we're getting the feedback from the.
2: Yeah. Hold on one second. Something happened here. Okay. Damn, twin fans. Oh, yes. Hey, 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 I can still hear you. <laughs> it's the <that, laughs> go internet,
0: man. It's just covered in snow at all times. Um. <laughs>
1: I'm not going to complain too much because he does post some kick-ass pictures.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Something I can't relate to any longer. Um, moving on to the Royals, this kind of Henry reminds me of last week in that I think fourth and fifth are pretty much set in stone, just like they were last year. It doesn't matter about the shortened schedule. Royals are 26 and 34, not God awful, but also obviously not good. Um, Negative 24 run differential. Maybe that's a, a little interesting, but small sample size doesn't really matter. They, uh, they don't have the farm system that they had when they started to get good last time around yet. Um, so I don't see them really doing anything except being more talented than the Royals. I don't know if you feel any differently on that.
1: Oh, no. So I'm going to say this. Their DH is Jorge Soler. Do I need to say anything else? <laughs> Irving Santana is in their bullpen. This dude is still pitching. Come on. The team sucks. It's a matter of time before they trade Wade Davis and Greg Holland.
0: I got to tell you, I was watching Royals Angels spring training, which is like two of my favorite teams to watch. And uh, I,
1: I, man, they
0: were ranting about Brady Singer, man. Like this guy's the second coming. And I tell you one thing. If you have a wacky delivery, it's like an automatic turnoff. Like to me, if you have a wacky, unless you're Tim Lincecum and just have like otherworldly stuff, and even his career was cut way short, uh, it, it's a turn. I don't I am selling on Brady Singer being anything but like maybe a middle of the rotation central central division pitcher. So I'm not buying it.
1: Look, you want power from your DH and your first baseman, right? Yeah. Jorge Soler and Carlos Santana are occupying those two positions.
0: <laughs> this team uh, is trash. Here's a counterpoint from the section. Uh they uh one good point brought here by Brad is that Bobby Witt probably in the major sooner rather than later. That guy is a legitimate yes. talent. And also Jake brings up the fact that uh Whit Merrifield is really underrated. <laughs> he's got that. He's he also knows. added into his mid thirties soon, but he's underrated. I'll give he's him that. Very
1: underrated. He plays all over the place and he plays all over the place well. How soon before they trade him?
2: Yeah, this I'm
1: Royals a- team—it's just look—they just—they do it every year. They—they they get a shitload of veterans. They play their games. They make their money, and they laugh at everyone else.
0: Yeah, they—they uh, they do have Nikki Lopez, interesting. Uh, Mondesi—they they
1: do. I was gonna say they do have Mondesi coming back, yeah. who should be exciting.
0: Merrifield's good. They just extended. Uh,
1: they traded for Andrew Benatendi. Come on,
0: <laughs> they traded for Shower Boy, Andrew Benatendi. They have Leon. Tompkins.
2: Yeah, what are your thoughts, Matt? Well, with Merrifield, like, quote unquote, he's one of my favorite actual ball players. Okay, like, that's what he was built to do with him. Watching him, um, the whole underrated thing, I think that's old. Like, his walks have gone down. His hard hit rate has gone down. Like, he relies on power when he used to rely on contact and had power. Yeah. So when the Royals re-signed him instead of, you know, shipping him off for who knows what pitcher because, you know, like, it was kind of a mistake. Like, I'm glad he did. Like, I, I love seeing players play one team their whole life. Even if it's the Yankees. Like, I don't care. It's cool. But I think they made a mistake. And I think the whole underrated is, you know, old. It's an old argument a year or two ago. Like, he's not the same player he was two years ago for sure. Now he's, what, 30? 30, I think he's, like turning 33, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so, oh. I mean, I love him as a ball player, but I don't see it as – He's thirty-two. He'll, uh, yeah, he just
0: turned thirty-two, so not as old as I thought, but still thirty-two. Baseball years—that's the beginning of the end, usually.
2: Yeah, I mean, he's definitely like a leader type, like a ball player. That's the best way I can describe him. I love him. I love watching him play. He's just not what he used to be. But yeah. They also, speaking of the pitchers, they got Brad Keller. Now. You like Keller? Yeah, I like I mean he he has you know, he's just as good, if not better, than say Jack Flaherty. And I only bring him up because I know a lot of people I've seen his name when it comes to the drafts and whatnot you guys are doing. Like I've seen his name and, and Keller, he's if not better or good as good as or if not better than Flaherty. And I like I mean, Keller,
1: but I wouldn't go that far.
2: Uh, I'm just saying the the comps they, I can't up from that.
0: The comps are there. I think Flaherty, obviously, is the the more accomplished pitcher. I mean, he's been dominant. We haven't really seen that yet from Keller, but Keller can be an ace. I, I think that's what
1: potential's we're Potential's there for sure, yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah they, they've got Mike Duffy and in the back. Those aren't unreasonable starters, but they're also not playoff contender Starters either.
1: Dude, Mike, Michael Taylor, with his negative war, is their starting center fielder.
0: Yeah, I, it's a work in progress, put it that way. I always describe things like this as it, it's salad without the dressing. Like, like until you have dressing on a salad, it's just lettuce and no one wants it.
1: They do have some bullpen arms, but I mean, again, they'll sell that. How long is Salvador Perez going to be good for?
0: Yeah, I mean, the problem the problem is, like you said, Henry, They it's really hard for a team like the Royals to sustain anything. And it's not because they're small market. It's because of the way they run themselves as a small market. They tend to... Only extend guys who will take a very big hometown discount, like Merrifield, and they don't really get cores in place. They did it when they won the World Series, but those guys were already kind of you know half of them were kind of old already, um, and then they didn't extend any of them. So this is what what the Royals are, and it's a fourth place finish for this year. I, I think we can all agree on that as well. Those are those are the two unsexy teams in the Central. Now we get two to the, ninety plus
1: lost teams for sure.
0: Yeah, they will both lose ninety plus. I agree with that. Now we get to the big three in the AL Central. Um, and this is whether you want to listen to Dom City, you want to look up any publication, it is a split between who these three teams are and what, where they're going to finish. But we get to maybe the biggest sex appeal team in the AL because we know it's the Padres and the NL and the Dodgers obviously have the cachet of being defending champs and front runners. The White Sox, to me, have gotten all of the attention this offseason um much of it warranted they've improved the team we'll give you the tail of the tape for last year 35 and 25 this is where i'm going to go on a sample size rant in a second here but 35 and 25 they finished in a tailspin lost eight out of 10 lost the first round of the playoffs um plus 60 run differential which actually led the division they were 12 and 20 against teams under 500 And our teams over 500 and I'll add to that, those were teams over 500 in the central, which means it didn't include the Yankees. It didn't include the Rays and it didn't include Oakland uh, in that metric because it was 2020 and they only played in their in their own divisions. So just no context required. Just going to leave. Those were the stats for last year. Matt, let's go back to you because now we're getting to teams who can be coming for the throne. Twins have won the central back to back years. What do you think of the White Sox this season?
2: Well, first, I mean, they have the best pitcher in the Central, the best catcher in the Central, and the best first baseman in the Central. Like, it is what it is. Like, they're good. They're going to be good. I don't know. Is Lance Lynn going to be the one that puts them over the hump, though? Can Mancata, you know, cut down on strikeouts? It's They're young. That's the thing with them. Are they going to – I mean, at some point, I hope – I mean, I don't want to hope, but I would hope they'd step up and – not waste the Braille because he's becoming one of the people he's getting older too and he deserves a World Series as much as I hate to say that but no they're good and they probably I mean they're gonna win the Central I don't see that for other reasons (laughs) as far as the Twins go but their team they're just too good I think like I think what did it for me was Tim Anderson was kind of running his mouth off during talking about...
1: Tim Anderson. I mean, that's what he
2: does. No, I'm good. But, like, the reaction from the Twins was, like, this whole Minnesota Nice thing, you know? <laughs> oh, da, da, da. it's like, come on. Like, I don't know if it's because, like, the early 2000s, 2010s with the Piranhas and Ozzie Guillen, and, like, I remember how that was, how everyone hated each other, and that was cool, man. That was so much fun. Anderson's like we're gonna be the best, or whatever he had said, and you hardly heard a peep out of the twins camp about it. Like nobody even said, Well, we won this last year, or how are you gonna say it? you know what I mean? Like
1: you want a little yeah. New York you want a little New York reaction out of him.
2: Yeah, right. Yeah. I, I, I just want them to stick up for himself and if you're not <laughs> if you're not gonna do that just when he says that, then how are you gonna act like you better when you're playing? Like you got to have some sway. you got to have some confidence. It's okay to be business-like and go about your business. But overall, the White Sox, they just have uh, that aura minus the manager, which is still going to be the most confusing thing I've ever seen, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so well,
0: worth mentioning, Tony La Russa is the manager of the White Sox first year. This is a total experiment play in the book. Um yeah. <laughs> bring up? An interesting point, Matt. The White Sox to me are Clubber Lang. Like they are that they're that sexy. Like if they seem unbeatable. They're gonna knock the shit out of you. Uh, Rocky Three villain. They talk shit. They have that swag about them. Um, but it's the Twins of won last two divisions. Here's my concern. Then we'll get to you, Henry. Um, and not even getting into the roster yet. Just based on metrics, I did a deep dive on the, on the White Sox, and it wasn't because I wanted to attack them, it's because I was legitimately trying to figure out, is this team the best team in the Central, and how far do I think that they can go? And there's some trouble, there's some troubling stats with the White Sox. One of them is like what I just mentioned, that you know short sample size, but they were 12 and 20 against teams over 500 last year. And at a small sample size, and finish the season really bad leads me to believe if you played 162 last year, I don't know if the White Sox are finishing above 500. I don't see their trend last year getting better. Maybe they're an 85 win team at best, but the whole being in that division being 35 and 25, I think that they took on a little more sex appeal in 2020 than they deserved due to sample size. Uh, None of the trends really, Stuck out to me in a positive way for them long-term. Um, they do have a great bullpen. They have a good front of the rotation, but this team struck out fourth most in baseball, second most in the AL last year. Their on-base percentage was 326, which is really bad. It's below average. They don't walk. They They have a really high batting average, but they do not walk. They are undisciplined. They're a young lineup, although a deadly one. And, uh, and those are my concerns. It's an undisciplined lineup. It's a young team and young teams don't always grow in a linear fashion. Sometimes they take a step back. We saw that. I think with the 2018 Yankees a little bit, they lost a little bit of that 2017 luster and then they reverted back in 2019 with a really strong team. Um, I don't know what to make of the White Sox. I, I don't think they're going to win the division. I will go out and say, I think they're going to finish in second place. I do think they're going to make the playoffs, but I don't think they're going to win the division uh, I think that they looked better last year than they actually were, and I think that that's going to reflect this year. Some people might have them as 95 plus wins. I think that they might win 90. That's where I'm at with them. So call me crazy, Henry. I don't know if you completely disagree or not, but what are your thoughts on the White Sox?
1: Like like most things or, or you know, we, we are in agreement here. Um, I'm not high on the White Sox. If you look at them on paper, they look disgusting. That rotation, Giolito, Kaiko, Lynn, Dylan Cease, like, come on, Renato mm-hmm. Lopez, and, and they have Carlos uh, Rodon here. I don't know if they're going to go with Kopech or because he's looked amazing in spring. You know, with him, you have to worry about the mental health issues. It's never been a stuff issue with him. You knew he was going to yeah. be it once he's on the mound. Think Hopefully, he, he. Tommy
2: John surgery.
1: Yeah, Tommy John oh, surgery. Okay. Then he had um, trying to phrase this properly. He had a, a mental health issue and he needed to take some time away from the team. Yeah. So, you know, someone like that you you root for unless you're Zach Greinke. Um <laughs> <laughs> You know, someone like that you really root for. You want them to get their shit together. You want them to succeed. That kid has all the talent in the world. So I'm, especially now that he's no longer with Boston, I'm definitely going to be rooting for him. <laughs> um, their position players are very young and very raw. I do not, like the Tony LaRussa thing. thing. Um, you know, I, I gave a lot of credit to Renteria last year, and I didn't get letting him go, bringing in LaRussa. He's been one of the few old guys that has shown that he can change with the sign of the times. I get it. He's worked in the front office for a few years. I, it's just something about this team being so young and that generational gap between where he last managed and where he's at now and, and where that team is at now, I just – I don't see it. Had they brought him in as an advisory role, as a special assistant to the team, I think I would have liked that a little bit more. I'm not a fan of theirs, and I see the White Sox falling on their face with the expectations, because everyone, like you said, is expecting them to be Padres AL, and I just, I don't think that's going to happen. I think there'll be more of a letdown, and I don't see them winning the division.
2: See, with the whole sexiness of it, last year, at least, Man, it had a lot to do with Lewis Robert. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. I mean.
1: That team was fun. I've well, said. Was, yeah.
2: I mean, but just, it wasn't just the White Sox, though. Like, it was Lewis Robert and the White Sox going through the, se- the season. Like, I think that was a lot to do with the sexy pick, and maybe that's what I'm reading into. But also, like, Giolito, like, that dude is good. And, good. like. I don't even know. The Nationals, yeah, they ended up with a World Series over that trade, but was it worth it? I mean, as a Twins fan, it was not worth it because with the exception of game one of last season when they kind of roughed him up in the beginning, like, he was lights out, and he's going to be lights out for years to come. Yeah, <laughs> like,
1: he's, he's definitely going to be – he is it already. I mean, he's one of the best pitchers in baseball already.
2: Like, he's – yeah. That's – and I think a lot of it for me also, like I said, like, Amen and Abreu and Grandal, like that's a trio that can win the World Series. Yeah. Like, and that's just it. And the twins. There's different reasons for me picking the White Sox than just that.
1: Yeah. Felipe, yeah. Make, Felipe makes a good point in the comment section that, you know, we, you know, people keep referring to them as the White Sox, I mean, the Padres of the AL, but they did indeed stop acquiring talent. They stopped making trades, they stopped making signings where the Padres were just like, fuck it, we're all in. You know, we're, yeah. we're even giving Tatis the biggest contract, you know, of them all. But I I, I, I see an area where this team is indeed going to fall on their face, and, and I'm not a fan of – I love Tim Anderson as a personality. I do not like him at shortstop. I just – I don't.
2: Yeah, did he screwed up on my fantasy seasons. I, uh, also, I speaking think- of which, sorry, fuck Reynaldo Lopez. <laughs> So, you bring up a trend. There
1: you go. There's that Twins hot take you trying to get.
2: Um, No, no. See, I don't know. Like, Bushnell knows. Like, he fucked me out of my second perfect fantasy baseball season. He had to go around and fuck around and strike out 14 Orioles or Tigers. Only loss of the season. Fuck that, dude. I just looked, as you guys were talking... Yeah, he has a fucking nine ERA for the spring training. So he can stay at his nine. He can start against the Twins. I can't stand him. He made me so mad one day. That's it.
0: I uh, Lopez, by the way, for what it's worth, I saw this in the comment section earlier, he's listed as the fifth starter. To your point, Matt, really bad spring. You wonder if it's going to continue, if he will actually be the fifth starter. They've got Dallas Keuchel, nice veteran behind Giolito. I love that. back turns that turn you know stays healthy and, and his neck issues and all that you know I don't know if Keuchel's a 200 inning guy a 180 inning guy a 150 inning guy or a 120 inning guy we'll find out but when he's on the mound I I have confidence in him still Lance Lynn obviously a nice addition gives him a nice big three Dylan Cease still has to figure it out the talent this is the the narrative with the White Sox the talent's there is it going to be put together? Cease is one of those guys. Kopech coming back from injury before he left in his small sample size, he looked unbelievable, like an immediate ace. But now he's been out of baseball for like two years. So we'll see. Yeah. We'll see what he's going to be in 2021. And then the rest of his career, the offense is there. And the bullpen's really good. I mean, I don't think their bullpen gets enough credit. They've got Bummer and Marshall. And obviously, uh, Liam Hendricks was the big signing for them in the bullpen this winter. Bullpens there. The offense has scary after scary. These guys are going to hit a lot of home runs. Might lead the league in it. Um, they're going to be challenging the Twins and Yankees, of course, for that title.
1: They'll also be challenging for the strikeout.
0: Yeah, that's the problem. They are very all or nothing. Even if you want the White Sox, even if you think the White Sox win the division, I think that the the playoffs going to be a whole different story because this is not a great offense for a playoff run. We know all about it, Henry. We we know what an unbalanced offense can do in for your playoff hopes. It'll be interesting to see what the White Sox are. They're probably, forget sex appeal, they're, they're probably the most intriguing team to follow this year because there's a lot of different alternatives. I'm going to settle right around that 90 win mark. I don't think they'll be as bad as their floor, which is probably like 500 or disaster. Um, and I don't think they're going to be this 95 to 100 win juggernaut that they have the talent to be. It's just all of that talent at these ages to come together, stay healthy. No one has an underwhelming year. I don't see it. It doesn't usually happen. Um, So maybe it's more like a 2015, you know, I I think their ceiling is like the 2015 Cubs. I think their floor is not making the playoffs. I I think that is as low as that floor can go, especially in that division when you have two other teams who can make the playoffs. And the AL East has three teams who can make the playoffs.
1: And to to Matt's point, you know, Luis Robert got all the headlines, but, you know, after 30 games, the, the league figured him out. You know, he didn't make that adjustment back. They adjusted and he had a horrid second half of the season. He just completely disappeared. He went from being an MVP talks to not even getting rookie of the year. So, you know, that kid just fell off the planet. So, you know, how he adjusts back is going to be important. I mean, we are forgetting they do have the undeserving reigning MVP on their team.
0: Sure. Yeah. Well, but, I mean, and that's the thing. And they, they don't have the same dominant bull um, farm system. They've had the last few years because they graduate a lot of guys, but Zach Collins is interesting. Andrew Vaughn could be a beast. He could be a rookie of the year candidate. And then of course you've got already young guys like Madrigal is already up there. Yeah. Um, there's one other guy too. I'm trying, I mean, obviously Kopech going to come back. So, I mean, they've got a lot of guys from that farm system still who can make an impact now, but then after that, there's pretty much nothing. So <laughs> you, made, no, uh, you
1: made a comment about innings in, in Dallas Kaiko. And I said it yesterday on uh, on total basis with Felipe and Sean yesterday. I don't think we're going to see many, if any, pitchers go past 200 innings this season. I think, you know, you're going to see a lot of these six, seven inning starter guys, just, you know, bounce around, you know, yeah. they're going to use the extra roster spot to bring up another picture. You're going to see a lot of a lot less innings this year.
0: Yeah, and Sean and Felipe, I know that they're going to come on after us. Um, If you're in the fantasy baseball, you should stick around for that. But I completely agree. If you're a fantasy baseball player, you should be having, this is the year to go like eight, nine starters because those guys aren't going to be there at the end. There's a lot of maintenance to go there. Oh,
1: man, speaking of which, let me tell you guys real quick what I did. Carlos Carrasco was sitting there. I forgot what round it was. It was you know pretty far further than he should have been because of the – you know the the injury that scared people away he got cleared i'm sitting there i'm like oh this is a great value pick i pick him up like an hour later two hours later he tore his fucking hamstring i was like come (laughs) on yeah Yeah, i went from uh, being excited about the pick and getting all this value to just being bummed out and already having to do it on the ir
0: yeah that's a long ir stint um so yeah i mean for me Matt, you've got them winning the division. I have them in second. I think they'll come in second. Um, I don't think they'll win the division, which leads us to the Indians who are definitely the least sexy of the three teams in in contention here in this division. Um, Indian same record as white Sox 35 and 25. They got to it the opposite way. They finished red hot before the Yankees completely stomped their souls and ruined their lives in the playoffs. Um, plus 39 run differential to go with that 35-25 record. Maybe they're a little lucky, but they're also built around pitching, so it's not that surprising. Uh, 16 and 15. So this is the first team that we've gotten to who was above 500 against teams of above 500. Uh, <laughs> pitching and- does that. <laughs> What's that?
1: Pitching does that.
0: Yes. Uh, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, the Indians built much, much differently than the White Sox, although I think the White Sox are catching up as far as pitching goes. Um, They should and usually do have a good bullpen. They piss excellence when it comes to starters. Uh, Shane Bieber returns, reigning Cy Young winner. Zach Plazak had an amazing season. He's the number two starter. Aaron Savale is there. He's the number three starter. And then, oh, Tristan McKenzie, number four starter. And then the veteran Cal Quantrill, they got in one of those trades. Um, And you still have Adam Pluko, who I think is either – I think he's going to be in the bullpen this year, but, you know, a former starter. So You have Logan Allen over there, too. Yeah, rotation should be fine. It's got potential to be very, very good. Um, It's got depth. The bullpen, like we said, we just kind of give the – at least I give the benefit of the doubt. I think they'll be fine. It's always with them, the offense, and it centers, in my mind, around Jose Ramirez, who was an MVP candidate last year. The real Um,
1: MVP.
0: Yeah, (laughs) probably should have won it. And if he he goes, I think the rest of that lineup does enough. But if he doesn't, which we saw in 2019 – you never know. So well, let's get into it here. For me personally, um, I think the Indians are still going to be rock solid. I think they're going to be paying pain in the ass. I think they'll be there in September, um, but I can see they just don't have the firepower that I think the White Sox and Twins have. I think they're going to finish in third, which is not necessarily an insult to them. I think they'll win about 87 to 89 games, finish right behind the White Sox. So that's what I've got. Henry, what are your thoughts on the Indians?
1: I like let me rephrase that. I love the Indians rotation. They got rid of Clevenger and still just, you know, plug and play. That's what they do. They develop young pitching talent. They bring them along and these guys are amazing. And like you said, when you have a Tristan McKenzie value at your four spot, you're doing pretty good. I I take him over a lot of number fours. Um, Their rotation is going to be lights out. I'm not high on them as much as you are in terms of position players. You have J Ram, who again should have been the MVP. Um, you have Cesar Hernandez and Andres Jimenez and, and Ahmed Rosario combined to give you what Lindor, you know, you, you, you got from trading him. They traded him, they traded Carrasco. I don't like their position players as much as I love their pitching. Pitching wins this year, pitching wins every year. They did trade for veteran Eddie Rosario, who's on his way out, always be a favorite. A free agent. Beo Puerto Rico. They, yes, I'm sorry, he was a free agent pickup. Uh, They have Bradley Zimmer in center, Ben Gamble. I don't know why this dude is still in the league. (laughs) I just, (laughs) I'm I'm not in love with their position players. Uh, Fran Mill Reyes is a DH I do like. I just, they're going to live and die on pitching, which is what they do. And it's only a matter of time. I think they have an under $100 million payroll, if I'm not mistaken.
0: Yeah. They've been cutting payroll and still contending, which is- They're going to
1: trade J Ram. Um, They're going to get a haul for him, so- I just I don't like their position plays as much as you got you do. I have them coming in third.
0: You make a good point. Out of all of the three teams, again, the White Sox will have no incentive to make any trades at the deadline. Everyone's so young and cost controlled, and the Twins. I don't see any circumstance where they're not challenging for the division till the end. The Indians are the most likely to have a fire sale and trade their best player.
1: I'm out. I said under hundred million dollars.
0: Yeah. What is it like? Sixty. It's forty. 40. Yeah. I mean, this team, this is the, the major it's 40 league.
1: and 9.4 <laughs> no. of that is going to J Ram.
0: Yeah. They need uh, they need a picture of a woman in their clubhouse they need to start stripping away articles of clothing when they win, just like major leagues and, uh, and rally against the ownership. Holy, that's shit. my advice. $40 million Indians, by the way, to give you an idea of that offense, It was the Royals, Tigers, and Mariners and Marlins all scored more runs than them last year. That's how below average their offense is. So, definitely the Achilles heel. Matt, your team has kind of built the complete opposite of them. What do you think of the Indians?
2: They're third place. Like, that's, I agree, both of them. Like, the pitching's always been there. Like, they build their pitching up. I don't know how they do it, but they do. There's scouting and just overall player development, but that's seems like it's always gonna be there forever. But other than that, I mean what's just say Jake?
1: Hello.
0: I think we lost your audio there for a second. Yeah. Um yeah, I Jake Hibbert had asked in the comments what in a what a contract for Jose Ramirez would look like? I don't think it's anything crazy. He signed an ill-advised extension, so he's actually signed through 2023.
1: Yeah, he's, uh, he's at, signed a four-year, $26 million, Ozzy Albee's kind of contract,
0: and he's, he's signed Ramirez, through 30. Jose Ramirez is 27 right now. He'll be 28 during the season. If he was traded, he, right now he's three years, $35 million is what his contract is. So he will get a whole... Hall if the Indians decide To trade him and with the caveat He has another you know MVP ceiling type season
1: Yeah I think you to make Um, it worth As well yeah I think to Make it worth as well you trade for him and you tack on Three years 25 million A piece just to you know
0: yeah, he's not a free agent until he's 31 in 2024. So he's not going to get another – he's not going to get a big payday, period, because he signed this extension. To your point, Henry, maybe some team would extend him like another three years, three or four years, um, and you can and you can rip up the contract, uh, maybe front load a little bit more. I don't know. It depends where he'd go. But he – there's no need for the Indians to extend him because he signed for three more years, and I'm sure they'll let him walk by the time he's 31 anyway.
1: Want to go on record and saying this is just another third baseman that is better than Nolan Arenado, though? Just saying that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't – I wouldn't disagree with that if Nolan Arenado were still at Coors. I I think – I think Ramirez is a better third baseman, uh, even factoring in the defense. But, uh, Matt, we had lost you there for a second. You were finishing up your thoughts on the Indians.
2: Yeah, basically it was the whole Eddie Rosario. Like, when all that happened – I want the Indians fans to know you don't want to get your hopes up with him. Like, he's fun, he's exciting, but he can't hit a cutoff, man. Like, and that was something they trained during spring training for like two, three years straight because he was that bad at it. And he hasn't learned yet. He's not going to. Like, I just...
1: Eddie Rosario is good in spurts.
2: He is. And just I think he's
1: a perfect fourth outfielder is what he is.
0: And so is Franny Reyes, by the way. That guy will hit 17 home runs one month and then hit 100 for the next two months. So,
1: But he's still young. What's that? He's still young.
0: He is, but he, uh, he's he got – I mean, he's a rich man's William O'Pena in my book. Like The, the dude could hit 30, 40 home runs easily. But uh, he will frustrate you, and I know this because I've had him last two years, been like my fifth outfielder in fantasy. This is what he does, he'll do. He
1: used to frustrate the hell out of me,
0: yeah. That's that's who Franny Reyes is. I hate players like that, but I always need one for the cheap power late. We're uh, what a what a fantasy on the show, and while we're on the subject, James Karinchek, if that's how you say his name. Where he's going in the draft, I would take him, like, three rounds earlier. That guy's going to be a value deal with his strikeouts per nine and the amount of save opportunities a team that doesn't score runs but wins a few games is going to give you.
2: Has he learned to control better, though? Because I remember um, coming up, that was his deal. Like, he could he strike a pretty people. solid year. Yeah, see, I'm not quite sure. That's why I'm asking. Like I do yeah. just remember like his first outing was against the Twins. And they're like, Yeah, he's really he will strike you I'll strike you I'll strike you up, but he's gonna walk you, walk you, walk you.
0: Yeah. Well, his last outing was against the Yankees. It didn't go so well either. So uh <laughs> two sixty-seven ERA, one point one one whip. So I mean he, you know, even if he's walking guys, not giving up a lot of hits with that whip. Um ERA for a rookie, pretty good. Uh I for anyone it's pretty good. Twenty-seven innings. We'll see how that goes when he probably doubles it. This season, but yeah, I, I mean, I think 16 walks in 27 innings. to Answer your question; that was pretty high. So you know, he still probably hasn't mastered that yet. But he had 53 strikeouts in 27 innings, so that's the counter. He's the definition of everything that's wrong with baseball, Matt. He's the uh, <laughs> walks and strikeouts, and no one's getting on base against him except a walk. So, um, so yeah, but you know, fantasy wise, I like him in that regard. Um, So now we get to your twins and, you know, we'll, we'll have you lead off here, Matt. What, what are your, what's your fair analysis? You being from Minnesota, I know you're going to have fair, very objective analysis of the twins um, and not offend anyone. So what are your thoughts on the Minnesota twins this year?
2: They're much, you know, like the Yankees, like they're going to smash the ball. Do they have enough pitching? Now, with that being said, what wasn't reported outside of Minnesota is they almost had a deal in place for uh what's his, Luis Castillo. And Luis Castillo from the Reds. That was a lot closer than most people realize, except they're trying to offer around Jordan Belo and uh Cincinnati wanted she what's his name? I'm not call. I'm drawing a blank on the name. Oh, Johann Duran, which is well, Azovic and Duran are the two top pitching prospects. But Twins wanted Duran. Cincinnati wanted Duran. So that's why that didn't happen. Yeah,
1: I, I don't blame you guys. You guys did the right thing. Look, Cincinnati's asking for the world for Castillo, and they're just not going to get it.
2: Well, yeah, they wanted Duran, Arise, and Larnock, yeah, Larnock. like. But I mean, they wanted
1: what they'll settle on will be drastically different. We see it every oh, yeah. year.
2: But, I mean, like you said, pretty much, I mean, that's what was reported on the sports stations down out this way. I mean, but to be fair, like, they have Maeda, they have Rios, Pineda. Like, I love Pineda. Like, they got some pitchers. After that, when you get into Happ and Schumacher and Smeltzer <laughs> and –
0: and- yeah. I don't-
2: this is a very volatile
0: rotation is, what, is how I would describe it, Matt. You've got upside, but Maeda can be injury-prone. Darius never seemed to reach his ceiling. Pineda is who knows what he is mentally and physically every year. Hap is old and Shoemaker is always hurt, but you do have Dobnek and you've got Smeltzer and those types of guys who usually plug in admirably. I mean, those are two very good talents. Uh, yeah. it's I a love the
2: rotation. The thing with Barrios says, like how you mentioned, he hasn't hit his ceiling, which is really funny, you know, because in 2020, 2019, and 2018, he was offered seven-year extensions each year, and he turned them down. Well, now he's open to signing a seven-year extension <laughs> and negotiating it right now. So Puerto Ricans
1: never negotiate the best, man. Let me tell
2: you. (laughs) So I don't know what's going to happen with that as far as it goes. I don't see him sticking around. I've never been like the biggest fan of him. He's good. When he's good, he's great. But, I mean, but then again, the Twins don't have many other options with exception – I mean, front-line options at this point. I mean, you can come on your prospects all you want, but they draft quality – bats right Proven bats because their philosophies they can trade them bats for frontline starting pitching but then we don't trade them so now we have this outfield that has five thousand a, a year and oh man
0: yeah um henry what are your what do you think of the twins roster
1: i think you guys are being a little brutal on that rotation i think that rotation is better than you're giving it credit for
0: <laughs> hey, I haven't given an official thought. Of, I'm just saying it's a volatile rotation. There's a lot of
1: volatile, upside. but I, there, there's a ton of upside there. You you look yeah. at a guy like Michael Pineda. Yeah, I love Pineda. Everyone rolls their eyes at Michael Pineda. The thing with Michael Pineda is he's been around for so long, and you've heard his name for so long that you're like, oh, I'm tired of this guy. If he just pitches to his career numbers, he'll be fine. You're talking about uh, – uh, well, his career is a 4.02 ERA. He's going to strike out nine a game. His whip is 1.1. You you take that you take that all the time you know he's a little crazy and then you know he'll have things here and there injuries and you have the stupid pine tar on the hat stuff you you get all that but as a picture he's probably underrated he's never going to be that ace that he was advertised to be you know uh, Berrios is the same thing Jose Berrios the guy is talented beyond control he just he never reached his ceiling. Oh. probably a number two, number three guys, never going to be the ace. He was, he was slated to be, but I, I like this rotation. I think this rotation has good depth. I love the position players here. I, I think the twins, like they do every year, they're going to be there. They're going to win the division and then they're going to get their ass kicked in the playoffs by the Yankees. I mean, it's what they do.
0: And, and that's um, um, like
1: that. That's literally what they do, but they're going to be an exciting team. I absolutely love their infield defense. Yeah, you added Alderson Simmons. You move Polanco to, to second base. I, I love this team, and and I think that they're gonna. One thing I don't like is your outfield. I don't like your outfield. I don't like Jake Cave at all.
2: He's fourth outfielder, though. Is well, he? Well, He's slated to well, be.
1: I think they have him down as a starting lefty left fielder.
2: Well, that, yeah, that's tell. That's the whole service line bullshit with uh Carello. Okay. I'm not in enough.
1: love. Byron Buxton, another guy that's ceiling is high. And is he ever going to reach what we know he could be? This guy is a five-tool guy that barely shows three tools at a time.
2: Well, this is the thing. Now, here, here's what you want to look for this year with him. Um, because he gets hurt, right? Yeah. <laughs> so now, this season, they're having him start further back in the field So he doesn't get so much sprint speed on balls hit behind him. So hopefully he hits the wall. Not as hard. Yeah. So that's what you want to pay attention to. He's playing deeper because of sprint speed. No, he's one of them guys. He's another person too. Like, he's coming up next, not this season, then of next season coming coming up on free agency. Like, and what do you do there?
1: Yeah. And like, then you have one of the most underrated players in baseball. I've been saying it for three years now, Max Kepler, the, the guy hit bombs. I love Max Kepler.
2: Yeah, he's especially when he I, I
1: like this team a lot. This team has a, a chance to make a lot of noise. I love the infield. You guys have um, Nelson Cruz, who is what everyone wants Giancarlo Stanton to be, but he can't be because he can't stay healthy. You know, he doesn't age. He's, you know, starting to get into that territory where you start asking questions. Is Nelson Cruz a Hall of Famer? He's not, but you get to, you know, you start to ask the question. Um, you know, I, I'm excited he is for this. Yeah, and I think, th- I think this team makes a lot of noise and-, and you guys, you win the division and you do it pretty easily.
2: Well, that's, I mean, I see second place. I have no problem with the top three pitchers. Like, boom, boom, boom. If they pitch, how they can pitch, we're fine there. But then you got Happ, you got Shoemaker. I like I, like, I
1: like Happ in this position.
2: Yeah, well, I like but- Dobnick. I, I'd rather have Dobnick... As my fourth, like, no,
1: no, no. I'm, I mean, I mean, in this rotation, I like Happ in this rotation. Yeah,
2: I don't, you know, and that's mean. And I don't know overall too much besides the name. And
1: so, Jay Happ oh, is a good player. What you saw was a dick measuring contest in New York with Brian Cashman wanting to make sure his innings were down so he didn't trigger, you know, uh, uh, a yeah, bonus. Okay.
0: Yeah, I, um, now that Henry removed my evil twin. I uh, <laughs> wanted to give my, my finishing thoughts on the Twins here, and it goes into the rotation. I, the rotation's volatile because all of those guys have, like for me, very serious question marks, but target field forgives a lot of things when it comes to pitching. And I to Henry's point, Hap's biggest problems, home runs, he's going to have a lot less of those problems in Minnesota than in New York. Um, he still ha- he's still a veteran pitcher, and I think he is good for that rotation. Berrios is still solid. Maeda is good when he's healthy. And Pineda is good when he's healthy. So in my mind, all of that's almost irrelevant because the twins are born for the regular season. Their offense is going to score so many runs that rotation can do whatever it wants as long as, you know, and the rotation wasn't their ER, team ERA last year was among the best in the league. It's small sample size, but their pitching wasn't bad last year. I just think that it has a lower floor than I think some of the other contenders. But this team's offense is built for the regular season. And, of course, as we know, it's built to be eliminated immediately in the playoffs. But yeah. regular season, they're going to win the division. This is the best balanced team. The Indians' offense is so much worse than the Twins' pitching. And the White Sox, to me, the way they're built is so much worse than the way the Twins are built. And the Twins have history on their side. They've won the last two divisions. There's no reason to doubt them at this point in the regular season. So I'm on board with the Twins winning the, the division. Um for those reasons, I just wanted to point out that, you know, their rotation, put it this way. You can see the seeds for why that rotation will fall apart in October in the regular season. Like, yeah,
1: October is a different animal with the twins. And and I yeah, don't that's, never hill, into, that's a massive
0: hill they have to climb.
1: I've never bought into the whole, you know, history thing where, you know, you don't beat the Yankees. You don't do this but there is you something the about twins. the twins that yeah. they just cannot get over that first round hump, man.
0: That um, is the cross to bear. And right? I,
1: I really on paper, I really, really like this team. And like I said earlier, I really love that infield defense, man. You, you get that. I just think that they, I, like I said, I think they'll run away with the division. Everyone's expecting the White Sox to make it close. Yeah. I think it's the twins from day one.
0: My, uh, my last two thoughts on the comment section, by the way, yes, Nelson Cruz is absolutely still using steroids, never stop. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, I, I, I would not doubt that, for sure. And the day that the Braves make a, t- a trade that puts them over the top, like for Jose Ramirez, is the day I will leave this show. Because it's never, ever going to happen. They will never trade for Jose Ramirez so, in that contract, guys- Ever. They hate their fans. Just get over it. It's never going to happen. They right. hate their fans. They'll never make that trade. So
1: guys, Vince is putting his foot in his mouth again, so I will be doing co-host auditions at the end of the season.
0: Ever. Jose <laughs> Ramirez will never step foot in Atlanta until he's in his mid-30s and they can sign him for 73 cents in the newspaper. Or
1: he's on an opposing team.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ever. Or a one-year deal. That, look, Josh Donaldson, man, they'll sign him to one-year deals all for the rest of eternity. And he keeps like, will not make a trade for a big player.
1: He keeps producing. Also, a third baseman that everyone thinks yes. that Nolan Arenado is, and is still better than Nolan Arenado.
0: <laughs> I had to get that out. I've been wanting to say that since I froze uh, just shit on the Braves because it's a trigger for me, so I got that out. But uh, Matt, let's finish you up here. Um, obviously, you have the White Sox winning the division, and you have the Indians in third. I think it's safe to say you have the Twins finishing second. Do you have them as a wild card, or are they just going to finish second?
2: No, they would be wild card.
0: I'm okay. not.
2: It's not going to be too big of a gap either. I'm just saying the gap's going to be between Giolito G- and uh, Maeda. Yeah, it'll be a dogfight,
0: but you think that the the White Sox hey, will prevail?
2: They're just gonna have a little too much swag, unless something happens along the way. I mean, okay. It's just, Tony
1: Tony Larusa is gonna drink those swags away.
2: Yeah, he's a Hall of Fame <laughs> baseball person.
1: And like I think Aaron mentioned it in the comments, I can't wait for that Larusa Tim Anderson explosion. <laughs> it's coming.
0: Um. By the way, also to add, I get final say as to what a big trade is, if the Braves ever do make one. <laughs> so, <laughs> all of that said, Matt, thank you for joining us. Let's get one more question in here. What is your World Series prediction this year? Pain. I don't
2: know. I'm going to go way left field here just because I have to. Um, Angels, Nationals. Oh, okay. Fuck? <laughs> I, I, I know. I see you over there. But no, I, I don't know. Like, it's not going to be the White Sox. I don't want to pick the Yankees. The Twins, until they prove anybody different in the postseason, like, it's that. So, my choices were, like, the Athletics. What about the Rays? Yeah. And Astros. And- I get more hate if I pick the Astros. Like. Wow. I'm ready to get
0: through a Florida summer with that take. That that takes hotter than anything I'll face over the next. Why not? They,
2: they, now's better than never, right?
1: Yeah, Thanks, man, yeah. you can lead the charge, brother.
2: Someone's yeah. got to say it. I don't. They don't. They they're pitching. That's such a stupid pick. Never mind. <laughs> 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 Yankees, Nationals. Okay. Yankees, that's Nationals. A very 2020
0: pick. I like it. Uh, all right, Rob. Well, Rob, make sure you write down Yankees
3: Nationals. Yeah, I had to make sure that he said that. I mean, man, that's a bit bold statement. Make sure that's you
1: write down, An- make sure you <laughs> write down Angels Nationals, thing. too.
3: Yeah, I'm going to write
0: that By the way, that yeah, that's the Angels organization in a nutshell. You pick them to win the world.
2: Series. <laughs> and five minutes later, you know, you're like, Yo, that's a stupid pick. I'm going to change it. You know, and I can't help it. Like, mid-sentence, as I was trying to defend it, I'm like, I don't care how many people are watching.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, dude, this yeah, is. Change. You could wa- go back and watch this when I uploaded it and it's done. Go back and watch it. You could just see like common sense hitting you. It's just like
2: <laughs> yeah, nah, like I'm not turned that. and you hit a
0: wall and you're like, oh shit, I made I made a mistake. Um, <laughs> I tried, man, but no. Oh nah, shit, that that's was hilarious. What? You have broken Eddie Morales' heart, <laughs> but but other than that, I I think you made the right decision. Um, thank you for joining us, Matt. Thank you for <laughs> thank all of you, your insight and your hot takes. And uh <laughs> have, thank you. Man. Have a good night. Good luck to your twins.
1: Oh
2: shit!
0: Night. <laughs> we always want to see them in the playoffs.
1: That was fucking. Yeah,
2: <laughs> so
1: that was we almost as bad now. as. A Remember Jets last year when we asked Joe who's going to win the the NL Central and he said the Yankees. <laughs>
0: yeah, we. I mean, we get some hot takes with these Central guys. I don't know what's in the water in the Midwest, oh, but uh, I like it. Melvin,
3: thank you for joining us. You. <laughs> Thank you, thank you for having me, guys. I'm I'm just thinking about Dylan Bundy starting Game One of the World Series, man. That's, <laughs> that's, that's,
1: you got Dylan Bundy, man. What's, Albert, Albert Pujols' wife approves.
0: We got we got Rob out of witness protection to comment here. What's up, Rob?
3: Yeah, I just I'm really digging your back your your background, Melvin. I mean, you know, I had to come out of out of hiding because you know I'm a big comic book fan and all that stuff. So oh yeah, I, I live great, in a... When the wife throws me out, I, I camp up here in the in the comic book store. So that shit has a uh, uh,
1: pop culture life written all over it. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> well,
3: that that's the comic book side. You guys aren't seeing the baseball side right here oh. and. You know, I got the Boricua side right here. You
1: know, you know what it is, too, Melvin. Poniendo muy flaquito, eh? you're looking
3: really. <laughs> yeah, You brother, you're
1: slimming down. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I'm <laughs> cutting down.
3: I'm, uh, hey man, I had you to look put great, the brother. down, look brother. <laughs> no, you look, you look great.
1: I see the hard work is paying off.
3: Uh, you too, my man. Melvin you too. I have the same program.
0: <laughs> yeah. uh, I'll have you know, too, in a very nerdy white way, Melvin. When you combine my wife's name with mine, we get Melvin. So. You know, soft spot in my heart, right there. <laughs> Yo. I'm <laughs> and, your
3: I'm your celebrity marriage name. No. Yeah, yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, exactly. You are uh, my marriage in male non-Italian form.
3: Definitely
1: um, looking for a new Dunk City host at the end of the <laughs> <laughs> Hey,
0: is this my audition? The heck, yeah, I gotta you know, clean up. Audition, brother. <laughs> it's about to be because we're going to discuss one of my favorite topics, and that is the Pittsburgh Pirates as we start into the NL Central here. Um, let me just read some tales of the tape with the Pirates. It makes me so happy. Nineteen and forty-one last year. Which, if you're looking for the worst team in baseball, you found it. Three three seventeen winning percentage. Really, just bring that point home. Uh, finished fifteen games out of the NL Central, which is almost impossible to do. Finished losing six out of ten. They were outscored by seventy-nine runs, which I believe edged the Rockies for the worst run differential in the league. Um, they were six and twenty-two on the road, and fourteen and thirty against teams over five hundred. Every single thing about the Pittsburgh Pirates, past in twenty twenty, present in twenty twenty-one, is god awful and a nightmare. So let's start you off with a softball here, Melvin. What do you think of the Pittsburgh Pirates?
3: Uh, they're definitely headed for the first for the first pick of the draft. That's pretty much all they're playing for. We're seeing um, all then. Oh, yes. I'm yeah. talking about I'm talking about this. This could get oh, three Tigers ugly. I'm talking about because this is I mean, they got one. Um, my uh, I, I do like this guy, Brian Hayes. And mm-hmm. they got they got one. I mean, they got one guy there that they can put, you know, as the, you know, face of the franchise. I would say right now, whatever that means. Uh, but, you know, they, this guy, this guy can play. I mean, he's my pick for rookie of the year. So maybe that's that's something that'll put you know some some people on the seats in, in Pittsburgh. But other than Cabrian Hayes and maybe this guy, uh, this guy they have in the bullpen, uh Richard Rodriguez, he's pretty decent. Other than that, I don't I don't see them. I mean, if they if they if they win sixty two games, it'd be close to a miracle, to be quite honest with you. That's that's what I that's where I see Pittsburgh right now. Henry, can we <laughs> let's go down their rotation to start uh
0: mitch keller who by the way had a very very bad transition into the majors i know because i streamed him like seven times thinking like this is the this is the month mitch will give me where uh i'll I'll look good and he just never happened he had a really bad struggle before you
1: before you continue since we're talking about the rotation i'd like to note that it's so fucking brutal That MLB lists their depth chart with nine starting pitches as their depth chart.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Right. Well, Steven Brault is their number two starter, he's injured. Chad Cool is their number three starter, which sounds like a not
1: spelled cool.
0: Yeah, I mean, it sounds like a terrible character. In a terrible it was
3: actually pretty cool when they had him and David Freeze in the same team. Yeah, he's <laughs> that <it>. is
0: cool. <laughs> Tyler Anderson's number four and Trevor Cahill's number five, according to ESPN's depth chart. And then the bullpen is Kyle Crick with Chris Stratton, Michael Feliz, Chasen Shreve, old friend Chasen Shreve, of course, Why Sam he- Howard, and then uh, Dick Rodriguez, as Melvin mentioned, is their closer. Who's actually pretty good. So
1: You forgot Sean Poppin.
0: Uh, yeah, I'm John sure a lot of guys. Yeah. They, I mean, these guys are basically just computer generated video yeah. game characters <laughs> at this point. Like this exactly. is what happens when your franchise is 14 years old and everyone retires. That, that's the Pittsburgh Pirates.
1: You know, you um, know, when you play the show or other baseball games and the guy doesn't have a photo, it's just like a grayed out yeah. silhouette. Yeah, that's just like half their team.
0: That yeah, Greg Allen is the Yankees example of that. Pittsburgh, it's their entire roster except Cabrian Hayes. Yeah. Um, so, with all that said, Henry, what are your thoughts on the Pirates? Um, I I don't think we should spend a lot of time on them. They're going to I really uh, just wanted to read their roster. I can was everything.
1: I will almost guarantee hundred losses. Um, yeah. I think it has
0: to be 100 plus, mainly because someone has to lose 100 plus. They, and they no will trade all.
1: Gregory Polanco for no other reason that he's capable and is making $11 million. And yeah. shockingly enough, this goes to show you the difference between a team that's run really well and a team that's run like shit. Cleveland Indians payroll is $40 million and they're going to compete. Pittsburgh Pirates payroll is actually more. It's $45 million. Yeah. And look what you, we know what they're going to do.
0: Well, you know... If you ask Pirates fans, they'll tell you they might try trade Brian Reynolds too, which we know would be stupid, but they might do it because they're the Pirates. And then you've got Adam Frazier at second base and Todd Frazier at DH, which might be the two most disappointing Fraziers I can think of in tandem with each other. Uh, Eric Gonzalez, a shortstop, and LOL Colin Moran is like 28 years old now, Uh, was supposed to be the centerpiece of the Garrett Cole trade. Garrett, yeah, Gold Coltrade, he is their starting first baseman. He's he's been decent, but they traded for him when he was 25. And obviously, the pirates
1: they, is- they always get one franchise black player every like couple years, and K. Bryant yeah. is going to be that guy. He's gonna be there, new Andrew McCutcheon, and right. then that's it. And then they're gonna absolutely ruin him the way they do everyone else.
0: <laughs> Everything is generic. They even have the token black eyes. Uh yeah. Uh, so that's the pirates. They'll give know, you one generational black talent
1: every few years.
0: Yeah. I, it's sad because they developed so much talent out of the farm system. It just plays in World Series for every other team except the Pirates. Josh so. Bell
1: got traded, right?
0: Yeah. 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 Colin went, Moran
1: is their first baseman.
0: Where did Josh Bell get traded? I already forgot.
3: He went to the Nationals, didn't he? I was going to say Nationals Nationals. because
0: they actually like Black players, but I didn't. He went to the Nationals, yeah. Okay, yeah. So Josh Bills is safe at home now. Um,
1: World Series
0: appearing Nationals, according to Matt. (laughs) That's right. Well, hey, we got the East next week. Joey was asking about it, too. Wants to know what all the Nationals love is. It might show up next week. We'll see. Um, Let's move on. Now things get interesting, right? Because the NL Central is not particularly difficult to win at this juncture. We have the Milwaukee Brewers, they of the glove and ball logo, which I don't know what that has to do with the Brewers, but that's what they are. Um, perfectly, they might be the most mediocre team of 2020. I was actually enamored with their stats because they were so average. 29 and 31, one, <laughs> five. they finished the season five and five. They had a negative 17 run differential, which is about perfect for that Fifteen and fourteen at home, fourteen and seventeen away, nineteen and twenty-four against teams over five hundred. Again, these are small sample sizes. Brewers, the two years before that, were pretty good, and Christian Yelich was pretty healthy. So, that's the big, I think, slogan going into this season is Yelich presumably is healthy, doesn't have hand issues, which are always bad for a batter.
3: Let's go back to you, Melvin. What do you think of the Brewers? Well, I think it's it's all it all depends. To me and and if, if I mean, if when Yelich, how big a rebound Yelich has because, um, that's that's their guy. They locked him up. That's that's he's got it, you know, he's running the play, so he's got to show up. And I'm talking about, you know, 950 OPS season. I'm talking about that's what that's why he's got to put in order for uh for them to compete. They got Jackie Bradley Jr., whatever that means. I mean, they just, you know, I guess they needed a warm body in the outfield. Uh, Lorenzo Kane is a year older, so I'm not, you're not going to count. I mean, they, 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 they did improve up the middle. They got Colton Wong. So they, they, that's a pretty, pretty, pretty good pick up there. Yeah. Um, but what intrigues me is here's what intrigues me. What intrigues me is, and, and I was talking to you about this the other day, Vince, about Do You know where Picota has them? They have them winning. Picota has really? them winning mm-hmm. at yeah. 92 and 70. But I think that's because they're counting an awful lot on their no, pitching showing Dakota up. They would
1: have them at 89 and 50, 73, but they do have him at first place.
3: Yeah, they got him. Oh, they they must have changed it down because the one I just looked at, they had him at 91.8. But uh they they did have him winning, but I think they're 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 relying an awful lot on their pitching. But and and after Brandon Woodruff, you know, Colin Burns, maybe, you know, yeah, and these guys gotta show up. You know, they got Brent Suter there slided, slid in, but you know, after Woodruff, I don't know what who else can, can, you know, let's say Woodruff gives you, gives, let's say Woodruff gets, gets smacked in one game, then who picks you up? I don't think, I don't, I don't know, I don't think if you can pencil somebody in to pick you right up. But I mean, that, like you said, that, that division, you know, 85 wins could very well take it. So, yeah, you know, I, I think, I think if you, if you got a hot couple of months, you got to, you got a chance to take that division, you know, a good 60, 65 day stretch, you know, a a 65 day stretch that you go for some reason, you know, 45 and 20, you're in really good position to take that, that division. So.
0: Yeah. It's a good point. Uh, Look, I, this is what I'll say about the Brewers. Um, I have been so wrong on them the last three years. And fortunately for me, like when I'm wrong about other stuff, usually I hear about it forever. Uh, because when I am right about stuff, I make everyone else hear about it forever. The Brewers, luckily, no one cares about, so no one's brought up the fact that I've been, like, dead wrong. Like, I've had them for fourth place, like, last three years, and they always just seem to not do that until last year when I think I had them, like, second. So I've just been way off on them. Um, I looked – Brewers – this is the division where I'm looking for reasons that they're not going to win, like any team, because it's so difficult to figure out who's actually going to put it together long enough to win this division. When I looked at the Brewers, I was like, I I was with you, Melvin, like they've got Woodruff and Burns. And then after that, it's like Freddie Peralta, Brett Anderson, those guys might be good for three or four innings. Um, The bullpen always seems to be good somehow, even though I don't know half of their players, Devin Williams had like a historically ridiculous season last year. Um, The Brewers seem to have some sort of system, right? Like the Rays have a system. The A's have a system. The Brewers have a system. And to me, that's dangerous because the other teams in the division don't do that, right? They're based on their talent. And the Brewers just seem to be a sum of all parts type of franchise. And that scares me in a division like this with such a low ceiling. So I think they're dangerous. (laughs) That's that's where I'm getting at with this is I think they're dangerous. Nothing about them is sexy except Yelich. And to your point... We, is it going to be a 38-home run Yelich? Is it going to be a 50-home run Yelich? Is it going to be a hurt Yelich? Like, we don't know which Yelich is going to come. Kane's old. Bradley played – I guess defense, to answer your question, was the focus because Jackie Bradley Jr. excels in it, and so does Colton Wong. Right. So I think that's what they were going for there is let's win on defense and a bullpen, and let's win 2021 style. Um, and, oh, by the way, this team's going to naturally hit a lot of home runs because Milwaukee, and that's what they do. Um, kind of all or nothing like the White Sox, you know, they're not a team that's that's going to work you to death, but they've got that going for them. Um, I don't, I mean, it's an interesting, interesting team for me. They're,
3: they're expecting, I, I believe that this, if you like contact, yeah, uh, you need to watch them and you need to watch the Cubs, which will we get into? And hopefully it doesn't get too personal for me because I got a couple of words, but um, they, they're going to give up a lot of contact. And I think to your point, that's why they, they got Wong up the middle. I'm guessing is going to move to first base or or, yep, or third, maybe first Hiura's base. First base? Yep. Okay. I don't know how to feel about that kid just yet. You know, I mean, I mean, in first base, he's going to have to give me a little bit more than the 740 OPS. So, but, I mean, he's got he's got a lot of tools, but they're they're gonna give a lot of contact, and you know, I believe, yeah, I, I think you're you're correct. That's why they went and improved with Wong and Jackie Bradley, and uh and and Jackie Bradley is gonna have to cover a lot of ground because Low Kane's wheels are about to go. I mean, yeah, uh, I think I think Sean was talking about that once in the in total bases that Lorenzo Kane's velocity is starting to go. So yeah. there, uh, Yelich and, and uh, Bradley are gonna have to cover a lot of ground over there. So. I, I hear you. Yeah, I, it's a flawed team. Uh, they're on base percentage was
0: 313. This is one of the teams, by the way, I don't do it for every team. And it's not because I'm trying to be, you know, intentionally selective. This is one of the teams I'll give small sample size benefit of the doubt because they were without Yelich last year is only 60 games. Their offensive metrics were not good last year. I think that they will score more runs than they did last season. But Henry, let's get to you. What are your overall thoughts on the Brewers?
1: I'm actually proud of both of you. I thought I would be the only one with this take. Uh, before I continue, I think Leon nailed it in the comment section. They are notorious overachievers. Yeah. And this is what they do. You know, every year when it comes to this division, there's that one team, and it's always the Cardinals that do everything boring. They're not fun. They're just boring. They're bland. They're mediocre. And they win every year. And I think that's what's happening with the Brewers, and that will continue to happen with the Brewers. The Brewers went out and did the one thing that no one wants to do. Everyone is adding offense. Everyone is adding high-velocity pitchers. Everyone is adding everything that's sexy. The Brewers went this way, and the Brewers went, we're going to focus on run prevention, and run prevention is going to be our thing. And you find me a better up-the-middle defense than Wong and and Jackie Bradley, you're not going to. And I love their run prevention um, defense. That's what they're going to do. They're going to say, okay, our guys are going to give up a few runs. We're going to stop you for less than that, and we're going to win the game. And that's where they're going to have their bread and butter And uh, like you, Melvin, there was a lot of the quota rate rankings I looked at and, and, and their projections, and I kind of scratched my head. But I think they nailed this one. I think the Brewers are going to win close to 90 games this year.
3: Uh, I, I agree. And let's not forget, um, come playoff time, the game's going to get real short because they still got Josh Hader back there. They got Hader. So, and look, every – And every year, every year, like like what you said earlier, uh, Benz, they have a system. They always seem to find this guy yep. to get the ball to Hader. It's never a set guy. It's always somebody different. You know, a couple of years ago was one guy, then the year before that was another one. So let's not forget. I mean, these that these guys are dangerous. You know, they're they're don't forget. Everybody, everybody's gonna look at them like, oh, they won 85, 86 games, they're no threat. These guys can throw can throw some stuff at you. So and like you said,
1: 85, 86 games may win this division. (laughs) Yeah. So so you
3: may you may have that in mind. I mean, if I'm the manager of one of these teams, I'm gonna play possum like that. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I'm not going to show everybody all my cards because I know. I mean, obviously, it's not going to work if I'm the Pirates. But if I'm correct counsel right now, if I got to play possum a little bit and not show you all my cards because I know 88, 87 is going to get me this division, then, you know, I might surprise you with something I can pull out of my sleeve. So, very I, I, like, interesting like team. I said, I'm, I'm,
1: high. I'm selling. I'm, I'm buying on, on their defense. I know yeah. the names aren't sexy. You have that one player out there. You have, you know, Christian Mookie bets Yelich, who, who will give you that MVP season every other year. And this is, this could be a big bounce back. And he's very capable of putting that Brewers team on his back for a few weeks at a time. We've seen it before.
0: I am, uh, I'm going to go out and say, I think the Brewers win the division, assuming Yelich stays healthy uh, it'd be, for the reasons I've mentioned. And, um, They won 89 games two years ago and the team ahead of them was the Cardinals team behind them was the Cubs. And now we'll get to those guys. uh, Not too long from now, but no reason to think they can't. And yeah, I I mean, I'm with you. They, they have their system. It's worked. It's now worked in a sample size where I'm not going to doubt them any longer. um, And they improved. I think they are a better team than they were last year and a healthier one. So I've got Brewers winning the division fourth to first I say that like it's insurmountable. It was a f- they finished five games out, <laughs> so it's nothing too crazy. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, that that's the Brewers. I'm very high on them in the scope of the NL Central. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, that yeah, that's where we'll go. Yep. So let's move on here. This is the Larry Rodriguez team uh, of Destiny. He has <laughs> all offseason trolled me with the Reds. My own second team telling me they're going to win the NL Central, and I keep having to tell them it's never going to happen because once you go Reds, you go disappointed, and that's what happened to me last year. So now I'm not buying it. They scored zero runs in the playoffs. That was enough for me. Um, I don't. Yeah, I, as a Yankee fan, like a, I'm way beyond. Like I, I'm too spoiled for that. I can't. I can't do this. So rooting for them from afar. They're not my second team anymore. Um, but I still love their their stadium in Red Zilla. Let's get on the Reds here. Again, this is going to be a running theme of this division. Perfectly mediocre. 31 and 29. uh, A zero differential. So they scored as many as they gave up, which is awesome. Uh, 16-13 home, 15-16 away, 13-17 against teams over 500. I mean, this is like the definition of mediocrity was the NL Central last year. The Reds were right dab in the middle and third place. Henry, we'll start with you. You got Luis Castillo. That's our love child over there. Castillo. Love, love,
1: love Luis Castillo. <laughs> cannot, I cannot wait until the Reds are suffering and they end up trading him for like a quarter of what they were asking teams for.
0: Yeah, it's going to um, be great. And this is what the Reds do. So, so what are your thoughts so, on the Reds? So,
1: so here's, here's my feeling on the Reds. They lost Trevor Bauer and that's a huge, huge loss. Mm-hmm. So you add Trevor Bauer to the top of that rotation and you move everyone down a notch. That rotation looks a hell of a lot better. I don't like that rotation now when Sonny Gray is your SP1. I just don't. You have Sonny Gray as your number two, your number three on some teams. Big, different story. I don't like him as an SP1. I don't like him. In fact, he's probably not an SP1 in his real team. Castillo has more talent than Sonny Gray. Um, but I, I just don't like Sonny Gray matching up with other teams' aces. I just don't like it at all. Um, Amir Garrett in the bullpen An absolute bulldog They don't deserve that guy That guy has <laughs> New York written all over him I would love to get Amir Garrett In this bullpen Because he's the C.C. Sabathia of relief pitchers Is what he is I love this dude Um, Other than that I'm just not obsessed with this team Joey Votto starting the season on the I.O. Um, Mike Moustakis playing second base Can he play second base? Um, Eugenio Suarez yeah. What kind of season is he gonna have? I- I'm not as high on the Reds this year, and I think they come in third place.
0: They, uh, I'm looking at this roster. This is like they're like a poor man's White Sox in terms of swag. They, uh, they got, I mean, they got Amir Garrett, like you said. Luis Castillo is cool as shit. Brought down a little bit with Sonny Gray also on the roster, but Luis Castillo can hold his own. Um, and then you get into D. Strange Gordon's over there. Completely forgot he existed, and also was on the Reds. Uh, and then they've got Akayama and Aquino, who Yeah, they
1: have 57 outfielders.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying these guys are good. I'm saying that these are cool. Like, these are guys I would have their jerseys if I was a Reds fan. Um, 57
1: now, outfielders I, and not one center fielder.
0: <laughs> Tyler Stevenson, Jonathan India, Nick Sensel still. He's been around, but he hasn't really broken out yet. These are guys who can potentially... How long uh,
1: have we been waiting for him to break out?
0: Forever. These are guys who could potentially add some... some reinforcement if you will some young guys who can perform tyler i, I don't know how to pronounce his name tyler malley mall he uh rock solid season kind of under the radar last year that's probably their three starter he's not going to replace bauer um but he he's solid what are your thoughts melvin yeah you probably follow the reds closer so what do you think of them
3: well the reds are going to hit i mean they, these guys hit i mean uh, uh let's see suarez He's an 800 OPS guy that I can hit, you know, and Winker had a, had a nice little season last year. He, it was sustainable. They still got Castellanos who can handle that. These guy's can hit. The only problem is they're in that ballpark and the only guy that can case somebody is Castillo. He's the only guy that can case somebody. <laughs> yeah. And, and and I don't know. If, I don't know if you guys have ever, have ever, uh, have ever visited the great American ballpark. I've been there a couple of times. I have, yo, yeah. yo, I'm, 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 I'm 5'7 and now a buck eighty. And I could probably put a charger in the one and get it out. It is that small. I, I, I never know if you've sat behind home plate in that place. So these guys are gonna hit. But if you're gonna thrive in if you're gonna thrive and being a Reds uh, team, you gotta have guys that are gonna K people because and you know, if, if the only guy that can punch somebody out is Castillo and that team, <laughs> I don't know what's what's gonna happen after he after he's out, then Sony is, they're just gonna, you know, they're just gonna yep. the ball's gonna fly out of there.
1: So, I mean, Amir Garrett can physically punch out. I was gonna
3: say out. he can punch guys out. It's not gonna help the ERA though.
1: <laughs> Amir Garrett is a dude that's after my heart, man. I love that mentality. Like I said, that like uh, someone said in the comments he was ready to fight the whole Pittsburgh team. I think it was yeah. Matt. Like, I, I'll, I'll never forget if they that. let him. I'll never forget that. He walked to the dugout, like, yo, I want all of you, all 40 million dollars worth of you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know now you bring up a really good point melvin that's that i i went to that stadium that was what sparked my love affair with the reds last year because uh reds fans are like tigers fans like twins fans like all the central fans they're like the nicest people in the world not you can't even imagine them like rooting against your team if they find out i'm a yankee fan they're like oh shucks that's great like rather yeah i go to boston like you know i'm getting peanuts thrown at me but you're, you're um, saying
1: my my suck my suck my dick mentality won't work over there it's
0: not yeah that's like the amir garrett of fandom There, like you say that and you're also that's going funny. to kick all of their fantasies at the same time because you're not going to fight back but Um, you do bring up a good part. It's a launching pad. It's always been a launching pad. They have guys who can launch, but they're also, that's a flawed offense. And we saw, we saw it last year. We saw it in the playoffs, obviously Um, that's a team that can get shut down. And for whatever reason, they do it a lot at home. They just have trouble scoring. I don't know that they fixed that this year. I don't see any reason to believe they did, except maybe those young guys having better seasons, maybe Aquino takes a step back forward after yeah i'm not a huge believer in him i think he was a flash in the pan in 2019 winkers solid (laughs) i've always been a jesse winker fan but i don't that offense isn't elite even though they played an offensive stadium and to your point that pitching now without trevor bauer is also not elite it's a bad mix for the reds and the bullpen was never great it's got some good guys like a couple good arms it's not deep though
1: I tell you what, Jesse Winker is
0: one vile away from being Dong City's favorite player. (laughs) (laughs) He's so close. Yeah, he just needs to be a little more British, and we'd be there. Um, I
1: will will give almost anyone in the farm system, I would open up the Yankees coffers, not Jason Dominguez. You give me Luis Castillo and Amir Garrett combo, and you could have a lot.
0: Yeah, you. I agree. You can have every, any any non Dominguez prospect in the entire Yankee system up to like four. Whatever four you want, you can have for that combo. Absolutely. By the way, uh, is this Kyle Holder on their depth chart? Yes, the it is. Kyle Holder. Yes. Wow. All right. Well, maybe I'm back on the reds' bad Mike. Um <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, all right. Kyle so yeah, can't, well, Kyle can't
1: hold shit. Holder.
0: <laughs> yeah man that speaking of guys who were supposed to take that next step and never did um with the best where name have, <laughs> where, where do we have that this is a very motley crew of a roster to me where do we put the Reds? so far i've got brewers first pirates last that's as far as we've gotten uh you got them in third same place i, I got yeah i, I got actually, i got i got the I said, reds
1: yeah i yeah. said third i meant fourth actually i'm sorry yeah.
3: I, I think i think i think the reds Probably I'd say 78 and 84. Maybe, maybe they'll break five. I mean, you know what? The Brit the Reds break five hundred. I'd take that. If I were if I were a Reds fan, you know, for the sake of competing, and then maybe something materializes there. But no, you, you you're gonna have Trevor to hold Bauer, some pitchers.
1: You get yeah. rid of Trevor Bauer after the season you had
3: last year and you break five hundred. I think you're right. I think you take it. I, I would take it. If if there if, if right now, if I'm a Reds yeah. fan and you know the baseball genie comes and says 82 wins for a, for a, for a healed heart. I'd be like, I'd take it. That's good. <laughs> I mean, 82 wins. That's not bad, but I think they're going to be right around the 80 threshold. I don't, I mean, they may not even, they might not break 500. If they do, I consider it a win, but I, 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 they're more than likely going to end up, I would say right a shade under 500. At 78, 79 wins. I would say.
0: Yeah, I think that's fair. I've got them fourth place. I'm with Henry. I think that they'll, uh, they'll probably lose. It's easier to say that they'll probably lose in the, uh, mid to high 80s somewhere, Well, I'll call it 86 losses, Um, (laughs) Felipe in the comment section is so funny, he said that it's northern Kentucky they don't consider themselves the Midwest, I'll have you know when I went to Cincinnati because I'm I'm an East coaster and Henry can relate to this, for me the Midwest is anywhere that just isn't on a coast. <laughs> so like, like Minnesota Midwest. I know. Right I'm up Virginia. the middle. <laughs> it's, uh, I'm, I'm I'm in Tennessee. Apparently, I'm in the Midwest. it's yeah, no, down here. Yeah, like like Western Pennsylvania Midwest. um <laughs> So for me, when I go places like when I was in Cincinnati, I asked anyone I can ask who I felt comfortable asking. Do you consider yourself the Midwest, or do you consider yourself the South, or do you consider yourself the North? Because geographically, it really could be any of them. And no one had a straight answer. It's a total like they're like I didn't think about it like that. So I we have no idea. It's like purgatory. Uh, It could be the Midwest. It could be the South. It could be the North. Civil War didn't help us either. So
1: I do want to address Leon's question. It's a damn good one. He's asking if Joey Votto will ever be traded.
3: I don't. How can you with that salary?
1: It's the Reds, right?
3: I don't know what value he has left i mean with that contract too Correct. i mean that
1: that's the problem he had five
3: years ago maybe but 25 yeah.
1: million this year 25 next 25 and oh, 23 and 20 and 20 million uh club option in 24 which of course they'll decline and i don't know what the option number is reds uh, to hold on seven million
0: dollar buyout
3: reds will hold on to him for marketing purposes you because kind, because I was, gonna, there you go yeah. that's where i was gonna that's go that's pretty with, much and that's 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 all you're going to get from him. I mean, you're not going to get prospects for Joey Votto anymore. He's going
1: into the Hall of Fame. You got to milk that for PR purposes as much as humanly possible. Make him an
3: ambassador. Make him an ambassador for the retire's number, you know. Make him the the new Mr. Red, I guess. Do what
1: the Yankees did with A-Rod. Make him a special advisor. Let him retire. Give him the same salary so it doesn't count towards the AAV and call it a day.
0: This is exactly like what they did with Madison Bumgarner in San Francisco, except obviously Bumgarner. is not a World Series hero. Uh, Bumgarner, they should have traded. They could have gotten value if they traded them earlier. If they held on to him. They held on to him. They were in no position to compete. They knew it. They didn't do a full rebuild. That's exactly what's going to happen here. Cincinnati's not going to compete so they can afford to hold on to Votto. No one wants him because he's too old and not productive anymore. They're going to hold on to him, and, and it's going to be that love affair. You know and it's, to your point Henry it may be before his contract ends.
1: Here's my hot take. Joy Vado is the reason Luis Castillo is not a Yankee because we could add Luke Voigt in that deal to make it perfect.
0: <laughs> yeah that's uh what shit next year I would take on Votto's money if it meant getting Luis Castillo um, and then still trade Luke Voigt but um so yeah all right Red I've got Red's fourth you have him fourth Henry Melvin you got him third. Let's move on to definitely the most boring team in all of baseball. It's not even close. That's the St. Louis Cardinals, Uh, another stadium I've been to. And even then somehow it was still boring, but also nice fans. As long as you look like me, they were 30 and 28 last season, uh, six and four in their last 10, a plus 11 run differential, 14 and 13 at home, 16 and 15 away and 15 and 15 against teams over 500. So uh, even more somehow mediocre than the other two teams I listed uh, Cardinals finished in second. They tied with the reds. Um, it's a tricky team when the Cardinals put it together, they're world series champions and they, they can win anywhere from 85 games to 103 games and still be world series champions. It doesn't really matter for them. This is for me is not one of those years. i I do think they'll finish in second right where they were last year uh or i'm sorry i'm gonna gonna say something no i'll stick with it second place just like last year um i there's just not there's not a lot of sex appeal but i'll go to you henry (laughs) give me your thoughts on the cardinals before we wrap around here
1: two things happen with the cardinals they're extremely boring yes they had probably the best shortstop second base combo in the last five years, and no one talked about it. Colton Wong and Paul DeYoung were perfect together. Now they lose Colton Wong and then they absorb the extremely, grossly, enormously overrated <laughs> Nolan Arenado and that money. So we're going to see two things happen this year. You're going to see the sharp, sharp decline of Yadier Molina. I love Yadier Molina, He's Puerto Rican icon. Hall of Fame catcher, he's done. I'm sorry, he's done. Yeah. He did not look good in the Winter League. Melvin can attest to this because Melvin was keeping us updated with Baseball Cosmos and the Winter Leagues and the Caribbean Series. Yadi Molina had some big hits. Overall, Yadi Molina played like shit. And he looked like
3: shit. Absolutely, 100% true. He's stammer. He's got the swag. like That's He's got he's what calls the appeal, but he's done. No, he's done. I'm talking his, about. I'm talking about. Appeal, he was playing first base in the yeah. winter league.
1: Yeah, his oh, appeal. Wow. Is, his appeal is his reputation at this point. Yadier mm-hmm. Molina is done. The minute Nolan Arenado got traded, I had a field day. I loved it because everyone's gonna see what I've been telling you for years that this dude is so fucking overrated. It's not even funny. <laughs> I'm gonna enjoy every second of him absolutely sucking this season, and I'm gonna enjoy the Cardinals sucking this season because they were stupid enough to trade for his dumbass.
3: You know, uh, I, I, and, and you know, I, I, and you know I've I've been called all sorts of names over over the years for saying it how it is on Nolan Arenado. Okay, a plus defender, absolutely a plus defender. But you'll be lucky. This dude, I'm I'm probably he probably Henry seven ninety OPS for this dude I this year seven eighty maybe.
1: For as much as I shit on him for being overrated, I will also give him his credit defensively because the dude is probably the best defender at third base that we've all seen.
3: Definitely a plus
1: defender, but this dude's going to, well, Matt Chapman is challenging him for that now, but they do have Jack Flaherty, which I do like, I actually love him. I drafted him. So I'm going to need him to do something. They do have Ponce de Leon, which I like a lot. I don't see Ponce de Leon in that four or five slot. I see him moving up. I don't know why the hell they re signed Adam Wainwright again. Um, but I'm gonna enjoy Nolan Arenado once again falling on his face.
3: <laughs> gonna enjoy it. You know they they do have a they do have a one uh they do have a rookie that they're very high on. Is that uh, Carlson I believe? Or they got a new uh a younger <laughs> dude that they're 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 kind of high on. But other than that, I mean Goldschmidt's gonna do his thing. You know he's you know. But then again, he's You're not talking
1: about Dylan Carson?
3: Carlson. Yeah. But Goldschmidt. Yeah. Dylan Carlson. That's his name. Yeah. I know it was Carlson and they're pretty high on that kid. He, I mean, I I saw him uh, when he was playing in Memphis, he's got the tools, but then again, you know, that's totally different than if they can put it together on the, on the major league level Uh, Goldschmidt's a year, a a year older, again, a plus defender as well. But yeah, I mean, the, the Cardinals got Jack Flaherty. And then after that, you know, they, they went ahead and extended Michael Michaelis a couple of years ago, but, he hasn't, you know, he hasn't, he hasn't come through yet. Carlos Martinez still in that team or is he back in the bullpen? He's still on that team and he's never realized his full potential ever. And, and you know what? That's sad because that dude, when he came up, when he came up, I think it was like 2012, 2013, that guy, really. him and Michael Walker were, were, were firing bullets. And then all of a sudden they had those, those problems with the, with the mechanics and the arms and done.
0: Mm-hmm. I, um, I agree with you guys. I uh real quick, I, I, did I say
1: how much I hate Nolan Aronado and I'm gonna enjoy him sucking this year and I'm gonna enjoy <laughs> telling Joey to suck my dick because Arenado's gonna suck this year.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I uh no no wait 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 i No, they're calling Aronado MVP. Rob, in the Rob college, write bro. that
1: shit down. Today's date, Joey is calling for Nolan yep. Aronado to win the MVP.
3: <laughs> okay. Nolan Watch him disappear
0: as, as I should remind everyone, Nolan Arenado is an American hero he was on the World Baseball Classic winning team. As I will never ever stop letting Henry know,
1: he refused to play for Team Puerto Rico because he was a little bitch. Yeah,
0: <laughs> and, and then he won a ring. Him and Roman. greatest goal, I think in American baseball history, Team USA won the <laughs> World Baseball Classic with Nolan Arenado leading the way, not Adam Jones and uh, and not. Marcus you, Stroman. No, no, Marcus no.
1: Stroman. You don't get to the finals without Adam Jones making that catch. <laughs> I know, I
0: know. being <laughs> facetious. Marcus Stroman, by the way, that was the biggest dick he's ever had in his life. Was pitching that in that game. um Anyway, I agree with you guys. I look, we saw Goldschmidt in Arizona, and then we saw him in in St. Louis. We're now seeing Arenado in Colorado. Now we're seeing him in St. Louis. I think this will be an even bigger fall. Not that Goldschmidt was bad, and I don't think Arenado's is going to be bad I think he's just gonna be very average with good defense so but Aaron is
1: gonna have his his OPS will be in the 700s
0: he will officially be worse statistically than Matt Chapman that that's what I I think will happen people will now understand Matt Matt Chapman's actually a better baseball player than Nolan Arenado that I've agreed with you all this time Henry I'm a big Chapman fan and he plays in Oakland
1: whoever has me playing Colorado Matt Chapman baseball going right there I will not complain
0: yeah. Um look, Cardinals are are, are what they are. They they've got their flaws. They're they don't excel at anything great. When they do, it's their pitching and their pitching is usually elite. We're not going to see that this year because like the West alone might have three teams who are better at pitching. So, um and they're by the way, Cardinals are going to be playing the rest of baseball this year, which I think is going to hurt them more than maybe some other teams because they were – I think they were worse than mediocre last year. They really were disappointing to me. Um, and outside – yeah, it's just I don't want to spend more time on the Cardinals because they bore me, and this next one is a nice way to wrap up here. I,
1: I will is- say it's fun – it's going to be interesting to see – where Goldschmidt, um, what's he doing? Because at one point in nineteen we kind of thought, is this the end of him? And then he had a nice year last year. So yeah. It's gonna be fun to see where he starts to age at, you know, 32.
0: So here we go. I need to
1: I changed my I changed my name for everyone so you guys can
0: I see that. Uh, by the way, where do you have the Cardinals, real quick? What place?
1: I have them in third place. I wanted no, to don't... have them in fourth on the strength of Nolan Arenado sucking this year, but I'll have them
3: in third place. Melvin,
0: you have him in second or fourth. I got him fourth. Fourth, okay. Yep,
3: I got him fourth, I, and I agree with Henry. I think Arenado is going to be lucky if he gets a seven eighty five OPS. Right. I'm gonna call it right now.
0: That's a really good over. <laughs> you should you should make that a post as an over under for this year. I'd be very curious. Yeah, seven
3: seven eighty five for Nolan Arenado. Really I'm going under problem. on the OPS, which is still pretty good. I said seven hundred. Not nine hundred, yeah. like he's I, had before.
1: I agree. I said seven hundred, so I'm on that. I'm on that with you. <laughs>
3: It's, um,
0: let's get to the Cubs Let's hope that I have enough uh, Enough energy here
1: yeah, I'm going to let you take this one Vince I'm, I-
0: So we get to the Cubs Who are like one of my three favorite teams To talk about along with the Braves and Twins um, 34 and 26 last year That was good finished four and six, they had a plus 25 run differential, which again was, you know, solid, nothing to complain about there, 19 and 14 at home, 15 and 12 on the roads, they're winning both places, 19 and 14 against teams over 500, all of that very good. Um, and I, for me, as anyone can attest, that was surprising. I really thought the Cubs were gonna finish in fourth place. I didn't take the 60 game season into account very well. Um, we'll go to you first, Melvin, right? This is your baby. Uh, You are closest to the to the source here. What are your thoughts on the Cubs?
3: There's gonna be a lot of tears, and I'll (laughs) tell you why. And the and the problem is because a lot of Chicago fans don't know what they have. Okay, this team, okay, is what it is. I'm gonna say 82 and 80. I got them in second, 82 and 80, maybe 83 on on the on the lucky side. I got them breaking 500. I do. I really do. Okay, but I got them. Th- this is gonna be an ugly season, and I'll tell you why. Because they don't have a single guy in their in their rotation. I mean, they Chicago was throwing a fit because Jake Arrieta was back. And I was like, when that's your big signing, you did not make a splash at all. Like, okay, Cal Hendricks, he's all right. You know, I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll give you, I'll give you some. I'll give you uh I'll give I'm you some you, Stephen. A. When you're just he's all right, he's all right. He's all right. Damn. He's all right. He's all right. He's not a superstar, but he's all right, you know. I mean, Zach Davies, he is who he is—a four, four point two ERA probably. You know, Alec Mills threw that no hitter last year. Another plus four ERA. I mean, Jake Arrieta's arm is not what it was five years ago. Um, and then they got Zolai. They're still high on him. I, I don't think. I mean, this is the year he's gonna show me something, or I'm gonna have to move on. Same thing with uh, Amaya. But Contreras is locked in over there. Um, but, I mean, they got rid of Darvish. They couldn't even dump his salary, right? I mean, I, I just, there's, there's a right way to dump salary. And there's a wrong way to dump salary, okay? And what the Cubs did with you, Darvish, is, oh, here's the runner-up on the Cy Young. Let me give him to these guys and pay him so they can take him from me and not get a top prospect for him at all they got a bunch of lottery tickets for this guy for, for the, for the runner up for the runner up for a proven, for a proven front of the rotation guy. All they got was a bag of lottery tickets. And how often do those pan out? Like they don't, not very often. Hence the nickname lottery tickets, not people don't live, don't win the lottery every day. So, and then, well, Everybody, I mean, Bryant's gone. I, I think he's gonna be gone after this year. He's as good as gone. I think the organization did him dirty with the whole service time. I think organizations doing this, doing that. And you know what? Let this be an example. You know, I think organizations need to do something. I mean, the players' association needs to do something. So organizations don't keep getting away with this because that's just petty. That's just come on. The guy was is re- re- the guy's ready to come up to the major leagues. Two weeks in the minors is not gonna change his swing to put him over the top. Okay. So he's as, but about as good as gone. The, the best th- Here's the best thing that could happen to the Cubs this year. I'm going to be quite honest with you. The best case scenario for the Cubs is Chris Bryant knows that he's he's going to walk here. So don't be surprised if this guy has a 100 MVP games. So this is the best thing that could happen to the Cubs. Have Chris Bryant have 95 MVP games and then see what you can get out of him. Because you didn't even do that right. When When we knew that he was leaving, we should have at least just See what we had left two years ago or I either extend them or see what you can get from him. They didn't either. So now he's going to leave and for free because I'm pretty sure they're not going to, they're not going to get anything for him either, because they're going to be like, Oh, he's putting up MVP numbers. Maybe he can win the whole thing by himself. He won't. And they're going to hold on to him. We're not going to get anything for him. So best case scenario, what I hope they do is that since we're not extending him that you know what let's, let me dream of him having an MVP year and then see what we can get out of him for him 100 games into the season as the deadline approaches. So you because
0: think Brian will be traded at the deadline?
3: That's That would be best-case scenario for the organization. I was going to
0: say, do you think he will? Or I think is that what you want to happen?
3: I want okay. it to happen, and they may... Uh, you know what? I'm going to call it. They're going to pull a trigger on it because they can't be that stupid. They can't. They okay. really can't. I mean they're gonna pull the trigger on it i got faith i got faith that's Ryan sandberg on my wall i got faith they're gonna pull the trigger on this you're
1: pointing to the incredible hulk just so you know
3: (laughs) i'm pointing forward the incredible hulk is back here i'm pointing that way (laughs) um i would
0: like just to announce what melvin just did was the uh final rap battle of eight mile he basically destroyed himself to save himself from me then destroying the Cubs. And I respect it. That was a smart move. Um, you, do you want me to go
1: so so you can go last?
0: Yeah. Yeah, so, you, you can go ahead. We'll finish the show with my thoughts. So and and right. you'll stick around. It, they're not that bad. So here, here's the thing with the Cubs. I don't think they're as bad as
1: people think they will be. I, I agree with Melvin. I, I have them at exactly 500 this season. Um, Chris Bryant, the Cubs don't deserve him. They did him dirty. He's a much better player than he's showing. Chris Bryant will ultimately be a guy that the minute he leaves the Cubs, you're going to see everything that he could be. Javi Baez, there's no way in hell Javi Baez is this bad of a player. I'm sorry. Javi Baez is too good of a player to to be what those numbers said last year. So I expect a huge bounce back from Javi Baez. The kid is is just too good. Jock Peterson in that lineup over Kyle Schwarber, I love that. Jack Peterson, however, is a platoon guy. Um, Contreras, he'll give you the same on-base percentage, but his average tanked. So the Cubs have a ton of question marks, and the one thing I don't like is their soft tossing rotation. Melvin, yeah. you mentioned Jake Arrieta's arm is not the same. Jake Arrieta had average 91.9 miles per hour on his fastball last year. Alec Mills, Zach Davies, and Kyle Hendricks all averaged less than that. 89.8, 88.4, and 87.4, respectively. I just don't see it here for the Cubs. Um, they're saving money, believe it or not. It, when you win, it costs money. It costs money. You have to retain players you don't want to retain. They are still paying my man, Jason Hayward, $23.5 million for the next few years. Chris Bryant's going to be gone. You have to entertain trading Anthony Rizzo. I'm sorry, you just have to. Tr- you have to entertain that. You'll be fools now, so you you got to trade Chris Camero. You got to see what you can get for him. You you got to just empty the cupboard, start from scratch. You brought this team a, a World Series. Fans wanted it, they got it. And you got to start from scratch and hit the reset button here.
3: I, I absolutely agree. To uh, you know, the minute Anthony Rizzo, I would say the if Anthony Rizzo, if Anthony Rizzo gets traded, that would be the sound of the toilet flushing right there. That that's it. Yeah. The, the second Rizzo lives leaves gone there, there's the reason there's the reset button right there and i will tell you this i don't know if you guys have ever been to wrigley okay when the wind is blowing out in wrigley and and they they understated on tv that place looks like a softball field when mm-hmm. and can you imagine these guys alec mills one day leaving the ball up here where when when <laughs> it's 89 over there uh, 89 miles an hour up here on a windy day in wrigley that ball is ending up in michigan
1: i don't like soft tossing rotations at all
3: no, that's that's to me to me that's two eighties. The game has evolved.
1: Let me rephrase okay. that. I like small saw tossing rotations in big ballparks. I don't like them in ballparks like this.
3: Yeah, yeah.
0: It's this is. Let me give the good news on the Cubs first. It'll be uh, short. Finished above five. <laughs> finished above five hundred last year. They uh, they still have, as of this second, a good core right Baez still has talent Bryant can have some upside Rizzo's still there Contreras as far as catchers goes probably a little above average I like Kyle Hendricks I think he's rock solid every team needs a Kyle Hendricks um and Ian Happ has power that's it those are my positives um (laughs) no they they still have that talent Uh, That's more than a lot of teams in the Central can say. Now, here's where things start to fall apart. They finished 34 and 26 last year, which we know. They started the year last year 13 and 3. Of those 13 wins, six of them were against the Pirates and Royals which means they started 7 and 3 against the Brewers and Reds who we would later find out would finish under 500 themselves. They did not play anyone except arguably the two worst divisions in baseball the entire season to get to 34 and 26. And by the way, if you subtract the 13 and 3 start, it means that they finished a whopping 21 and 23 in the bigger sample size and if you factor in the playoffs 21 and 25. They were by all intents and purposes headed towards a below 500 season. That's really, and I use this logic with the White Sox too, that's really what the Cubs were last year. They were not a division winner. They were not an above 500 team. They were a team that over 162 games, I have no doubt in my mind, was headed to below 500 and maybe not fourth place like I predicted, but that's only because the rest of the division was much worse than I thought it would be. So let's start with that as the barometer. 84 games in 2019, that was worse than 2018, which... Those statistically, you know, record-wise, wasn't worse in 2017, they still went to the NLCS in 2017, so they were worse 2016 than won the World Series. So they have been a worse outcome at the end of the year every single season since 2016, ever since I said what they started to do in the front office was wrong. Last year, they should have been below 500. They weren't. This year they will be below 500. They have not even hit rock bottom yet. That's what I think is a scary part for me is that this year they still will not be the worst Cubs team that you see in the near future. I really believe that. And why is because what you touched on, Melvin, this team has not rebuilt correctly. And unless they trade Chris Bryant and entertain trading Anthony Rizzo, they are really not going to rebuild correctly. You can't extend those guys. You cannot bring those guys back as cornerstone players. You're not going to be able to rebuild with a farm system that, though is not dead last, it's still in the bottom ten in all of baseball. That help. You might have a few interesting pieces. It's not on the way. This team needs to rebuild. They've needed to rebuild for three years. The writing was on the wall for me in 2018. They didn't rebuild. They didn't rebuild in 2019. Then rebuild in 2020. Now it's 2021. They're going to go. And you know what the worst part is for you, Melvin? And I've seen this with other teams. They're going to be time. in it. <laughs> they, the Cubs are going to be in it in late July in this division, but they're going to be in it because this division sucks. And it's the worst in baseball. And what that's going to mean for the Cubs and their ownership, which has reset the cap. It feels like 27 times by now and not spent a dime is that they're going to be like, we can sell tickets later in the year as COVID gets better by keeping this team in contention. So let's trade nothing and nothing's going to happen. And,
3: and get 20- nothing for Brian.
0: Nope. 2022 is going to come along. Your prospects aren't going to be there. Rizzo and Bryant will be a year older. They're going to let them walk. They're going to let Bryant walk for nothing. And you're still not going to rebuild the farm. You didn't do it with Darvish. You're not going to do it with Bryant. This team is going to be even worse in 2022. And this is how you become the
3: Phillies. <laughs> right. was a slow death. They went from championship to it took them like from 2008, 2009, 2010. They were done in 2012. And that was a yep. quick death. And I was like, man, I hope that doesn't happen to the Cubs. And guess what? I mean, and with and the Cubs had more more cards to play. That's what I don't understand. Like that Phillies' death was all but inevitable, to be quite honest with you, because Ryan Howard was on a 24 year old rookie. Chase Utley and Jimmy Rollins were older. Jason Worth was older. Those those cornerstones were older. So that there's not much the Phillies could have done.
0: Right. That the Cubs had had so many cards. Very controversial. The, yeah. the
3: Cubs had so many cards to play. They screwed up. I mean, I get it. You know what? From like a lot of people in Chicago criticized us getting rid of Torres for Chapman. I don't think we win without Chapman that World Series, to be yes. quite honest with you. So I'm yes. glad. I mean, I'll give you Torres. You win uh, without Chapman. Was with, that? You win without Chapman. I, I honestly don't think so, man. That guy was the MVP. Even Chapman almost, Chapman almost cost you a ring. <laughs> Bro. No, that dude showed up. I mean. Who else did we have? We didn't have nobody else. Joe had to use him. We didn't have nobody else in that bullpen. You didn't need
1: anyone else. The Cleveland Indians pulled the biggest choke job since the
0: Atlanta Falcons. (laughs) Even beyond that though, Melvin, (laughs) the the counter I always have is that you could have traded for Andrew Miller from the exact same team or a different closer, and it might have been as productive. You didn't have to give up Labor Torres to win the World Series that year. That's where I'd leave it. It's a debate that could go on for eons, but to your point, you add Chapman, you won a World Series. No Cubs fans going to regret winning the World Series in 2016. And in hindsight, you're really not going to regret it because it's about to be very, very dark. Yeah, <laughs> and you know okay.
3: what? You know what? That's, that's the thing, okay? You can, I can get over them. I can, give, I can get over them giving you Torres and then have you sign Chapman after that. I can, get, I can get over that. But how they handled the Bryan extension, how they handled, they pretty much gave away Darvish. They went ahead and gave a truckload of money to Craig Kimbrell, knowing what they had, but they wanted so that so the fans and the media in Chicago would shut up about it. About mind the bullpen. you and
1: mind you, you had all the leverage
3: in that. Yes. Yeah. Yes, because he was sitting at home. He was sitting he home. No you had job. all the leverage. You went knocking on his door. Yep. You could have signed him and you went. What did you do? Now give him a free, give him a four-year deal. You know, this guy that nobody wants, give him a four-year deal. So that's why I think that. You know what? It's gonna, it's gonna be, it's gonna be, it's gonna be a tough few years, okay? But you know what? And I, but uh, it's just frustrating because we had all the pieces right there, yeah. And yeah. It, there could have been at least one more World Series appearance. I'm not, I'm I not, I'm not like you guys that you know. I want three in a row because I'm a Yankee <laughs> fan. You know, I'll take. That's because you never a- had
1: three in a row. <laughs> hey,
3: I'll take, I'll take, <laughs> I'll take, I'll take a World Series in a and a pennant in five years. I'll take that, you know what I'm saying? And that's that was something very attainable with this core. Yes. And you know what? It slipped by and it's a shame. So. This
0: was a, a, dynasty ta- a dynasty core with a Hall of Fame GM and they got one World Series appearance out of it and they won in seven games, which not takeaway, I mean, that's great, but they almost didn't win the World Series and they won one and they never made it back and they've been worse every year since. That's a disappointment. I know you won the World Series, Cubs fans hate hearing this. It is a disappointment what happened to this franchise. Um, e- even from a, a non-Cubs fan in 2015, when those guys started coming up, I think every single one of us was like, this team could win the three of the next four World Series once they put it all together. And they won in 2016. They got the monkey off the back. That's great. But 2017 through 2020 has been a disappointment. And part of it is these guys haven't developed or stayed as consistent as they should. But the other part is that this franchise did not do this organization any justice with the way that they've handled it. I've said it forever. That's my main beef with the Cubs. It's my main beef with the team. Um, And now they're not going like, uh, this is what is weird to me is every single offseason, Cubs fans, some of them, not all are like, we need to buy this player and this player. No, you don't. You need to have the Pirates payroll. You need to have the Indians payroll. It is time to sell everything that moves for actual talent, not as salary dumps. And that, t- that window to do it is getting much smaller as we continue here. And this may be the last year where you can do it. Because at your point, if Bryant's having like an MVP season again, you have to move that man for a big bet. You
3: have to. I really hope he does. I really hope that when July 20th comes, this man has a 900 OPS. That is the best thing that can happen to this franchise right now. It's going to be higher than Arenado. And of course, <laughs> he's always been better than Arenado. I don't know what people in Colorado were smoking and that if, they thought.
1: The, if, the legal if, stuff, it's
3: legal over there. <laughs> it was around the time it became legal that Arenado, <laughs> that this argument came up. So there is definitely a correlation there.
0: <laughs> Kimbrel,
3: Hendrix
0: Rizzo, Bryant, every single one of those four guys should be up for a trade at the deadline. If they're having a good season.
3: I don't think any of these guys is either extendable or, uh, or uh, untouchable. I think everybody should. I I think, I mean, I got people in the Cubs page saying to give Rizzo a four year deal. Are you kidding me? I mean, I get it. You know, the guys, the guys, it's, 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 you know, he was kind of the face of the Cubs. Brian was a little more distant, you know, Brian was a little more, uh, you know okay remember back in the day in the 90s boy bands there was always this one backstreet boy that was the most approachable you know that was Rizzo yeah. okay? and then Bryant was the, the the one that stayed back there that had the girlfriend didn't want to sign autographs whatever you know but you cannot extend these guys these guys are not extendable anymore even let's say you want to the, the time to extend Bryant was in 2018 not today yeah. well, that, yeah. that, that's when you had to extend them And Rizzo so,
0: turning 32 this year so, so it, I
3: mean it makes no sense it, uh-huh. it makes
0: no sense to extend them you know What's up? uh so let's wrap I, it up here, Henry. What were you gonna say right then?
1: I am offering an ex I'm extending Jake Hibbert to come on for the last five minutes to defend himself because he says he has comments. So Jake, it's up to you, brother. I can send you the link. I, I messaged him, I see the little dots going as he's responding. So <laughs>
0: This is like a test your might situation. Ah, uh, he's not um, at his
1: computer right now. He, I think he's on the phone. Ah, so. uh, too
3: bad. I had I had a Giovanni Soto bobblehead. <laughs> together, you know, <laughs> you know? <laughs> because that was the franchise back in the day, not Joey Votto.
0: <laughs> to, yeah. to finish up the thoughts, though, I you know, the Cubs bullpen. I actually like the Brandon Workman signing. Uh, I like Austin Romine as a backup catcher, for what it's worth. Um, I've
1: I've always loved Romine. Romine is. Better than the backup catcher, but just yeah, under being like a starter.
0: He's like of catchers. Yeah. He's like right in between. If you pair uh, him with he,
1: another guy like him, you can have a good backstop duo.
0: Jake Marisnik is always a good bench guy. And uh, Jock Peterson, like you said, Henry, he's half of a, a really good player. So um, they they didn't have a terrible, terrible offseason. And in this division, that can play well. But for me, officially, I have him in third place, which I think is being generous um, I trust the Cardinals cachet as a franchise over the Cubs at this point, and they didn't get worse in the offseason, whereas the Cubs did. I, you can't deny the Cubs are worse because they, they traded Darvish. That was, I, just, you know. I want
1: to piss off the Cub fans real quick. I'm going to go out on a limb and say Cameron Mabin has a better season than Jason Hayward.
0: Cameron Mabin is probably the coolest player in the major leagues of the last like 15 years. Uh, that's all I'm going to say about Cameron Mabin. I, I wish that the Yankee, I would have taken Cameron Mabin being given Brett Gardner's salary. I would have been um, okay with that. Yeah. Cameron, that's how much I love it.
1: Cameron Mabin will have a better season. Watch.
0: I, I, yeah, we'll see. Um, so anyway, I, you know, Cubs third place. I'm not, I'm not saying they're a last place team in the worst division that belongs to the Pirates. And I think they will edge the Reds. That's the biggest compliment I can give them this year. Cardinals second, Brewers win the division. Melvin, where do you officially have the Cubs second?
3: I, I got them second. And okay. I think there's, I mean, there's reason to to see it. But then again, it's it's kind of like I'm cutting, stabbing myself in the heart because the reason they'll finish second is because they'll hold on to Bryant. You see? Yeah. So it's kind, yeah. like, it's, <laughs> it's kind of like, kind of like stabbing myself in the heart. Yeah, they'll finish second. I'll be right. But they held on to Bryant. We got nothing for him.
0: So. I hear you. I'm a I'm a New York Giants fan, so I know completely what you're going through. <laughs> they, they're, they'll they're a Sixth bad of New York people.
3: Giants
1: fan.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but um, well, as good
1: Williams, of a Yankee fan as Vince is, he's an absolutely shitty Giants fan.
0: <laughs> Henry just wants me to hate all of my teams, like I do with the Yankees. Um, by the way, I meant to. I left this out. Aaron Boone would be an absolutely perfect manager for the Milwaukee Brewers <laughs> because he, he would maximize every single one of the wins, sacrifice like 15 or 20 of them in the process, and they have like 19 relievers. So he'd be in heaven.
3: Yeah. That, that was an observation. And, and all it takes yeah. is 85 to win. So yeah, yeah. He, he'd be right <laughs> in his wheelhouse. He'd tear,
1: he tear the other ACL going down Bernie Brewer slide. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah and
0: he's corny like that franchise so it just fits perfectly henry where do you officially have the cubs second place okay so you know we're not all that far up by the way if they pass the cardinals that wouldn't shock me i don't think the cardinals well, are anything
1: they good. have the better third baseman
0: uh, yeah <laughs> there you go so uh the only thing i'm sure about is the cubs are not winning this division one way or another because the other three teams oh. might have a much better shot
1: so do we all have the brewers
0: what's that we now all have got the Brewers, Brewers enough, got right? yep. the division I did I not definitely, that I definitely
1: day. didn't see that coming
0: I didn't know until about 2 p.m. Eastern time today I was picking the Brewers to win the division so I, I, I that
1: knew that the game. whole time I like I said they're just
3: mediocrely good
0: <laughs> what um Melvin before we let you go here what is your official World Series prediction
3: uh well it's not gonna be angels that's for sure I'll go ahead and play it safe. yeah um which, which, I'll go ahead and play it safe. Yankees, Dodgers, you know that will be. But then again, what's your rule, Vince? We're never going to get the marquee matchup we deserve, right? No, so. never ever. Not <laughs> as long as
0: Manfred's
3: in. There's always going to be. You know what? Leave it. Live this year to be the year Oakland gets there. Watch. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that'll. That's a really good way to tank ratings. So I could totally see that. Um, thank you for joining us, Melvin. You know, sure
1: Brad. Brad Pitt after. will not be at that game.
0: <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> I got to say I like these guests a lot more than last week when they refused to pick the Yankees for the World Series. So <laughs> this week we got both Yankee picks. Um so I'll take it. Anyway, thank you for
3: joining us Melvin. We'll be sure to have you on again. Thank you. Uh, thank you so Melvin, much guys. Man. Thank you. It was a lot of fun. And thank you so much for making me feel, you know, letting me come over here and talk some baseball.
1: And guys, All don't on. don't uh don't leave just yet because after this you have Sean and Felipe, Total Basis, special episode going over the uh, the fantasy draft, giving you some fantasy advice. So we're going to kick it off to them shortly. Vince, what other shows do we have?
0: Well, tomorrow, it looks like the Audible is back now weekly. So Tuesday, 7 p.m. That's their time slot. You can catch them. Giants just signed a great cornerback, too. You can look into that. I'm sure Randy will be a lukewarm at best about the signing. And then uh, we can go Wednesday, step back up. Obviously, NBA in full swing. Knicks keep getting screwed by the refs. I'm sure that Jacob Moses will have something to say on that. Thursday work shoot. Uh, Thursday, 8 p.m., right? Yeah. I want to screw up their time. Yeah. So if you're into wrestling, join Wrestling Life. Tune in there. That's Corey Richmond, Jason Brooks do a great job. And then, of course, coming up next, Total Bases, they're usually on Sunday. They have a special edition this week, which reminds me next week normal show Eastern divisions. If you're Yankees, Mets, whatever fan of the East or any fan at all, feel free to join us 7 p.m. Monday, Dong City, Eastern time. Uh, but we also next week have a special show Wednesday on the eve of opening day. We're going to go on live 6.30 p.m. Eastern, a little bit earlier. Um, we're just going to give out our official playoff predictions and awards that day. You guys can feel free to and uh, throw in your own as well as we go along there. So that's the lineup there. This has been Dong City. Again, Melvin, thank you for joining us. Thank you, guys. It was a lot of fun. You know what i tell you guys. Dong City, bitches.